Yeah, I was just like a maniac. Like I was never going, I'm not going to, I should kill myself. I I should kill myself. I was just like, I'm so sad. I can't breathe. What is this feeling? I can't stop it. And then eventually I was like, fuck this. And like, I was like, like, just like manically around my little studio apartment. Like, what do I, how do I, do I have a knife? Like, how do you kill yourself? Yeah. And then I was like, uh, hanging. I'm going to hang myself. I have a belt. I'm gonna use that. Swear to God, I wanna just slip my wrist and end this bullshit. Throw the magnum to my head, threaten the bullshit. And squeeze until the bed's completely red. I'm glad I'm dead. A worthless fucking Buddha head. The stress is building up. I can't, I can't believe suicide's on my fucking mind. I wanna leave. I swear to God, I feel like death is fucking calling me. Hello, everybody. Welcome to Ari Shaver's Skeptic Tank. I cannot talk too loud. I'm in someone's house. So this is the this is the level you're gonna get. Is this an okay level? <laughs> I'm such a fucking idiot. Um, hi. I should go somewhere else for this. It seems like it's too soft. All right, I'm just gonna try it at this level. I can do it at this level. I can be a normal human. Why are you worried about it, fuckface? Um, on today's episode. See, that's not high enough. I would normally go like, on today's episode. On today's episode, I have um, Jessica Michelle Singleton. Uh, comedian, funny comedian. She's open for me in the past. Um, and she, we're going to talk about suicide. One of my favorite subjects in the world is suicide. If you're a longtime listener to this podcast, you would know that. Ari loves all things suicide. <laughs> and depression stuff too. And drugs. And drugs, some sports, but suicide's up there. I just think it's interesting the way people try it, when they try it. Oh, people didn't go through it. Did I ever show you the worst story? The worst one was my friend Pete. His brother tried to commit suicide. So he went. I mean, I had a depression doctor once, and her son committed suicide. And I was like, oh. And she was like telling me, you know, you got to help people. And I was like, how do you do it? She's like, well, he's a doctor. I'm like, did he prescribe himself pills? She goes, yeah, he did. I'm like, wow, that's what I would do it. If I was a doctor, that's how I would do it. For sure. For sure. Why not? You have the pills. No, I don't need the 200 milligrams. Where's the one with the 800 milligrams in it, please? Nurse, the 800 milligram pill, please. Nurse, please, the 800 milligram pill. Thank you. No, it's not for you to know. I'll tell you tomorrow, <laughs> but there's not going to be a tomorrow because I'm a suicide doctor. Um, yeah, so I'd like to know about it. Okay, so oh, so Pete's brother jumped in front of a train. That is ballsy. Jumped in front of a train. Yeah, did not kill him. Broke most of the bones in his body. Stuck at the hospital. Decide He decides, I want to live now. Which I think happens with a lot of suicide attempts. Decides I want to live now. And then while he's there though, for the next month rehabbing his fucking broken body, found he's got an inoperable tumor. Inoperable tumor right inside of him. He's going to die in six months. <laughs> I mean, how does that fall into everything happens for a reason? Oh, you got to go kill. You got to go kill like somebody. You got six more months. You know, do something with it. Um, 
All right, so anyway, so Jessica Michelle came in. She had an attempt a while ago. We wanted to talk about it and how she got to that place. Pretty good talk. Pretty good fucking talk. I did it at Paul Morrissey's apartment uh, while I'm staying in New York. In L.A., I mean. I'm gone now. Um, but fun. All right, should we just start? Should I just lower the, the fucking length of this intro? Was there anything else I wanted to talk about? There was something I wanted to talk about. By the way, I have, uh, I guess I'll do dates right now while I'm thinking about it. Uh, Boston added a second show at the Wilbur for January 27th. Added a second show. Go to AriShafir.com or AriTheGreat.com, January 27th. You can get tickets. I'm also going to the Fox Theater in Connecticut at Foxwoods. And... um, yeah, get those. And then I got my storytelling show in Denver, January 17th, 18th, 19th, and 20th. So far, me and Sean Patton. I will be getting three more comics, maybe four. Get tickets. The plan is this I'm going to do one theme on Wednesday and Friday, and another theme on Thursday and Saturday. So you can get tickets to two if you want to, but don't do Wednesday and th- Oh, no, you can do Wednesday and Thursday. But don't do Wednesday and Friday because that'll be the same thing. Or don't do Thursday and Saturday because that will also be the same thing. Um, eh, man, I guess it was nothing I wanted to talk about. Oh, I will not be, by the way, I will not be spending October in fucking Los Angeles to go to fucking hot yoga with those idiots. I'll do it. I'll do the hot yoga. I'll go sober for October but I'm not going to fucking do it in Los Angeles. No, I'll be at home, but I'll do it. It's still such a fucking dumb bet. I don't know how you go from goddamn, I can run a marathon. I'll beat you in a marathon to fucking sit and stretch in the fucking sauna and don't drink. Don't drinking. I can see is a fun game because Bert will have so much trouble with it, but sit and fucking stretch in a sauna three and a half times a week. I'll fucking do it. It's just dumb though, but I'll do it. All right, whatever. Um, all right, let's start. This episode, by the way, is brought to you by Draft. Uh, if you go to playdraft.com, uh, entry code, promo code Ari, um, you will be helping support this podcast as well as playing a fucking fun fantasy thing. So I've tried it. You just play one week. You just play one week. You draft a bunch of players. You play against strangers or you can set it up where you play against your friends. You know, you just join... It's draft, playdraft.com. You just join and you just draft a team for that week only, and then you're fucking done. So you can play for money. You can play for a buck. I did it. I played for 10 bucks. I did not win. <laughs> I did not win. But I don't, yeah, I mean, I don't follow close enough. <laughs> but here's what they do do. You should know. If you draft somebody and you're playing somebody who's injured, uh, they'll fucking cover that for you. <laughs> they'll be like, no, 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 idiot. Don't fucking play this guy. He's not playing. <sighs> it's fun. It's fun. You do it. And then if you watch all the games, if you know if you're going to be at home watching the games and not like out or anything, then you just flip back and forth like those fucking guys who do season long fantasy, but you don't have to do it all season long. You just do the one week you're home watching. Playdraft.com. Use promo code Ari. What do you get? If you play more, if you go, it's in the app store if you want, or go to playdraft.com. It's draft in the app store. 
What do you get by using promo code Ari? There was something you get. You get it. Play for cold hard cash. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We talked about that. No salary caps. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We talked about that. Okay, okay. Play real a real money game for free. Well, you get one money game for free if you use my promo code. Hmm, interesting. What does that mean? That means you get to you get free money. You probably deposit money, and then once you do, they'll give you a free play before you even get started. I'm not sure. It does say you get a play a, free, a real money game for free, which seems nice if you use the promo code Ari. But also, then they'll know that this ad worked, and then um, you know more sponsors will give me ads, and I can keep going and not go out of broke pocket. By the way, I was just so you know, I was not going to upload this podcast this week. I was going to wait because I was with my friends having fun. But I was like, no, they fucking pay for two ads in a row. So thank you, playdraft.com, for fucking making this podcast happen this week and not waiting a week. So do those fantasy drafts. They're fun. Okay, let's start the episode. Let's start the episode. Man, there was something else I wanted to say. I know it fucking was. I know it was. Oh, I know. I went tailgating twice. Rams games. They're great. First of all, nobody's there. You can get tickets for, I heard, six bucks. And then you just go sit wherever you want. We had two weeks in a row. We had five people. And the seats we had were for four. We just fucking pulled up a chair. You can go sit at the 50-yard line, sit at the 20-yard line for sure. Just like you come in a little late because you're busy drinking anyway. Dude, tailgating is the fucking most fun. It's the most fun. You get there at like 1030. You get a spot. Take out a grill. Get a chimney for the fucking coals. Or a gas grill. You start it up. You just start making sausages. That's what we do. Sausages, one kielbasa, some buns, chips, and then just pound Modelo's. Just pound them and get ready. I almost barfed this time. I had to slow down. We usually could take a roadie. You know, you get one in a, in a red cup and take it with you. And they were like, oh, we don't really have enough. I'm like, that's just that's all you guys. That's all you guys. I went with Danish O'Neill, Renazisi, and Taylor. Man, it was fun. And Edgar. Good times. Um, all right. Yeah, you should do it. And then you get drunk, you stumble over there. Plus, at Rams games, since no one's there, you take a joint, you go way up high, like all the way against the back wall on the bleachers. You look where the cops are standing, and then you just fucking smoke. You just smoke. Standing up, watching the game, like a fucking gentleman. You just smoke a joint while you're in a stadium watching the game. Not in a back smoking area. You just do it right there. <laughs> it's a great time to be an American. It really is. People do a lot of complaining, but we're in a fucking good boat right now. <laughs> I mean, come on, you guys. You can smoke pot while you're watching football. You can smoke a, a, a drug that kills brain cells while you watch men have give themselves concussions and permanently destroys their brain cells. <laughs> with cheerleaders why the fuck are there cheerleaders anymore i mean legitimately especially in the nfl they barely do any sort of action they just get up there and fucking move a little bit do some shaking but you're fucking a mile away you can't see it at least nba or, or college college makes sense college makes sense if you feel like part of the school college makes sense and they do they throw the girls up in the air high they catch them that's fun NBA too. They have fun. They have the Laker girls. No, I, no. What am I doing? I'm not going to speak of them. But other stadiums, maybe, maybe. Actually, I don't even know. They're just dumb. What are you talking about, you guys? 
Like, ooh, they're hot. I mean, ring car girls in the UFC wear legit, wear, they wear legit bikinis. So if you want to creep, you can creep on somebody. Plus, everyone's talking about how it's homophobic. Uh, not homophobic. It's homoerotic if you watch UFC. So that pulls it back a little bit. Like, let me watch a girl who's like booty hot. But in the NFL, it's just dumb. It's just like, I don't know. Have a kid kicking a fucking 30-yarder if you really want to do something. You want to get everybody into it? You have a kid kicking a 30-yarder for college tuition. I mean like a 7, 8-year-old. Kick a 30 and not like a, a, a run pass and kick fucking champion. I mean like a kid. Say like, oh, you 7? Enter the drawing. What's the drawing for? You'll see. You want to win a college tuition? Get up there. Oh, if he doesn't do it, he's going to cry. Give him a t-shirt either way. Give him a t-shirt either way. But everyone will cheer for that kid. Everyone would cheer for the game. Man, would get so, it would, people would get so into it. People would get so into it. Or how about have a regular get unloaded on by a, by a linebacker? Back a linebacker, just fucking unload on some fucking regular dude. <laughs> Try to shake a backup linebacker. <laughs> that would be so much better than stupid fucking cheerleaders. They're not even wearing real bikinis. They're not even wearing real bikinis. They're wearing long-sleeved. They're really just wearing crop tops with shorts do you ever see that guy masturbating watching the cheerleaders I think in San Diego last year <laughs> he was a security guard pretending not to look hand down his pants just stroking it you guys gotta look up the video you gotta look at the video I'll put it on my website the website will not go up till till probably Wednesday but um oh <laughs> uh, yeah alright you guys play draft.com <laughs> promo code Ari and then you can bet on whether the cheerleaders will be fucking gone you cannot bet on that but alright let's start the episode <sighs> that was fun two Rams games anyway ladies and gentlemen Ari Shaver Skeptics Think episode 304 my daughter sucks at suicide with Jessica Michelle Singleton starts now don't do that try 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 baby don't do that you got a good thing going now but was I don't know enjoying life it's hard to get that perfect amount yeah I I almost always miss it and then I'm like this is the end I I once was so high I thought I was ascending into heaven I was like I'm leaving goodbye it's like then when you do get like the right amount it's like wow I nailed it and then you keep then it's stay on that for a while god yeah when you get a perfect amount of edibles it's heaven yeah but it's rarely that yeah they'll be great though Muse was great. They had all, did they do it when they saw him at Coachella? Did they do all stuff with like TV screens and stuff? I, when was it? Um, God, when what? Twenty thirteen. It was with my ex boyfriend of the time. I mean, he's still my ex boyfriend, but twenty thirteen. He had bought the tickets while we were together. Oh really? And then broke and then up. Went, up, went but, with you anyway. Yeah, and oh. I was like, which I, I didn't like pressure him to do that. He's like, let's go. Like I, I still have the tickets. Like he wasn't like seeing anyone so he's like okay and we were kind of friends did you hook up afterwards no I don't know I don't think we hooked up Maybe at the festival yeah. we hooked up months after but Brenton 
Yeah. <laughs> oh, nice. But I like in re- like looking back, I felt bad because I was like, oh, he could have gone with like some like fun girl and then i was like well he's not like a fu- he's not an animal he's not gonna be like hey random girl let's go yeah so we can fuck, fuck it yeah. in the dirt <laughs> yeah part of it's like i don't know if we want to be friends sure i would go with my friend yeah i would go with my friend too but then it's also like i've done that twice where i had tickets to morrissey when i broke up with natasha ah <gasps> oh, morrissey yeah and i'm like i'm not I'm, i like them i like him but like really i'm going because she's into it so it's like nah, oh really sell these tickets sold them to aaron lee and then another thing too some other girl this girl sarah and we broke up like what the fuck i don't want these tickets isn't it so funny the shit you do like for people you love or that you think you are into and then you're like i never like this stuff it is crazy because you because i would convince myself i'm like no i want to go i'm so excited for this concert this festival and then when you when you don't have to do it because you're not with them it hits you like oh i don't want to do this the amount of stuff that like like even with brenton like he's a very I would say socially active person. He goes to a lot of concerts and music. And I was like, yeah, yeah, cool. Oh, I'm going out. I'm seeing all these things. And then after we broke up and it was a very amicable break, uh, amicable breakup, yeah. I was like, all the fucking nights I didn't get on stage going to see some goddamn yeah. indie band I don't give yeah. a fuck about. We, it, but, <laughs> but he's sweet. And I actually found a lot of music I never would have discovered. So. Yeah. Yeah. It's weird. It's like, I would probably do nothing but go on stage. Same as you. Oh, yeah. No, it's like almost like I sort of need that yeah you needed someone to like when i was with morrissey in amsterdam before you got there actually yeah it was he was like we should go to the van gogh museum and the bulls museum and i was like okay that's great no i was like like, that's what a girlfriend or boyfriend does for you it's like i want to do this thing like sounds good yeah we just stayed in bed all day all right i don't ever want to be with anyone who wants to go to a museum again though like enough like i can't i feel like if they really actually legitimately want to go and if you're then like, oh, exciting, I got plans, I like, okay, well, then I'm going to go alone. If you've got plans because I really want to go see that, then it's like, okay, instead of like, what I would do is like, museum? Is that a thing I want to do? It's like, yeah. I feel like if you have to fill your calendar with activities, you guys probably don't get along that well. Yeah. And you're like, we need a thing. Yeah. But I'm. It should be with a boyfriend or girlfriend, like, the shit I would want to do on my own. Like, if I'm in Tempe, I'm yeah. probably going to go hike that little mountain they have there. There's a mountain there? The little one, a mountain. The one mountain it has a big A on it for Arizona. Oh, but like, uh, <laughs> no, yeah, a, but it was like they have yeah. a mountain. <laughs> but like, I'd want to be with a girl who's like, "Hey, we should go hike." I'm like, "Yeah, yeah, I want to do that." Yeah, you know, or I want to check out this band that's playing at midnight after our shows, or like, "Yeah, oh, I love them." Oh, awesome, they're playing. Yeah, instead of like, that that seems like a thing. Okay, I'll yeah. Oh, especially like a physical thing. You know, I mean, like I can't imagine. I love hiking. I cannot imagine. God bless anyone who goes hiking because they're like, well, it'll make them happy. Oh, yeah. I'd be like, oh, sure. You go hiking. I'll uh, I'll be here watching football. Yeah. But I like hiking. But I mean, if it was something like that, I'd be like, oh, yeah. that sounds great. Do it. Or well, I'll, t- I'll give you the dancing. Any girl I know wants like a date, like, wants to go dancing. I'm like, yeah, go do that. I have no interest in it. I hate it. No man likes dancing. No. No, that's not true. Yeah, I know. But I... Gay men and blacks. Yeah, every, every man that I'm like, you'd go dancing with me. I'm like, well, this is probably a red flag yeah you force them into doing this activity yeah it's like girls you don't want hit guys hitting then, on you just get an all-girl dance club yeah oh just get older that why no someone would blog about it it's fine though say fuck it fine get say, say whatever you want to say about us we don't want you hitting on us we just want to be with our other girlfriends dancing in a we circle just want to dance guys suck at dancing yeah well that's so, the worst like, too no come dancing with me and then like they're not even good at dancing so you're like you're not even good at this oh yeah and she's just like trying and then it's like they're like no you're okay it's like i know you're patronizing me 
<laughs> I suck. I'm embarrassing. Go dance with somebody good. <laughs> it's like being a special Olympian. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. One of those like autistic kids who hit six three-pointers in a game. And they're like, yeah, you're doing great, buddy. It's like weak defense. <laughs> you know what I mean? There's a difference between a hand in your face. Fuck. Um, yeah. Yeah. Man, relationships suck sometimes. Yeah, I mean, they're great. Just gotta, wait, when, can, when can you get comfortable? When it's like, no, no, this is something we both like doing, actually. You know what? Is like, I'm in one now, and I... I could be very wrong because yeah. like who knows what the trajectory is with anything. But like I think the key is you got to like I think you got to go in comfortable. I think you got to come in like like okay. like a bull like full force. Be like look this is what I'm into and this is what I like and yeah. I don't like this. And like that's you don't have to lay it all yeah. out like that. But like because I like didn't want relationships for a long time because I had that habit of people pleasing to the point of like oh my god your sports team Woo! and yeah, it's like i don't, so weird, I don't give a me, fuck yeah. about your football team i never liked the raiders yeah it's like nobody likes the raiders it's like you're hurting me now yeah. <laughs> then you just use it against them but yeah. i never liked them like but all that time you spent cheering you bought a pink, t- pink t-shirt about them like, i wasted my money yeah. yeah you just have to be like look this is yeah who right I am. just go out ahead of time like i have no interest in that i'll try new things if you think it's fun but then when i don't like it i'm just gonna be like nah this was the yeah this was the first re- relationship i've been in where uh my boyfriend casually mentioned he's like yeah i'm gonna start getting back in shape and he's a pretty in shape guy he's not like it doesn't matter but usually i think i would have been like uh, yeah me, me too like thought oh, right, i was gonna exactly. become like a crazy gym that. rat and i was like mm-hmm. listen this is probably the best it's gonna be for me yeah <laughs> we're together now there's a good chance it's going to get worse and not better. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> Which hasn't like, happened. Cool, go for it. Work but out. It's a lot less pressure working out when you're like, oh, I'm yeah. working out to be healthy, not I have to maintain shape, my... Though. Yeah. It'd be the worst if you like out if you were like fat <laughs> and then they were like, I want to get in shape. And you're like, oh, you're not going to be attracted to me anymore because yeah. well, I can't, way different categories now. I can't hear anyone talk about exercise without being like, are you, are you saying this low key because you think I need to exercise? Oh yeah, but, you're so insecure. Uh yeah it's like it's not about me but i'm like only about body stuff i think now but you know baby steps (laughs) yeah well congratulations i guess (laughs) that would be nice though just be like that'd be let's do that yeah instead of pretending to enjoy something yeah actually go like oh yeah we'll go to see bluegrass that'd be that'd be fun you know what i think it's It's like good okay yeah and i think it's okay to compromise like yeah okay I, i don't really like country music but you can try shit though yeah to be like oh i don't like, i get it i used to not like country music too or like let's say the better example is like edm yeah where i'm like nah and then i was with nick thune it's not even a girlfriend but replace that with a girlfriend yeah at outside lands and he was like here take this pill and i'm like what is it he goes i just what what i said take it just take it and you're like okay <laughs> and then you take it and then you're like oh this band pretty lights it's got it's like this is, i get it now it's great. Like, you're right. Oh, it's a you're drug right. band. I don't know. Yeah. Whereas, like, be open to new experiences. Oh yeah, for sure. But then don't if you're just like, refuse. Oh, no, I, I tried it your way. I really still didn't like it. Yeah. And it's like okay. I think I, the personal, a, a good person will appreciate you trying instead of pretend. Yeah. Because it's like then you, I don't even know who the fuck you are. Or sometimes also you got to find what you're both in. Like if you don't have those things in common, then it's like what are we doing? I play golf every weekend, twice a day. Yeah. Or two, you know, both days on weekend. So if you're not into golf, then we really should sit and do this. Don't fake it. Oh my God, what a terrible life. No woman is that into golf. No. And I don't care if that sounds sexist. No. Or if, go do your thing. I'll do my thing during the time you're gone. We'll figure out our time together later. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know how to make a relationship work. I don't know what the fuck I'm opening my mouth for. I just know what I'd want. 
which is that purely at ease <laughs> not have to like fake it for anybody no try new things but if you don't like it then be fine not doing it and then have some stuff in common that you both do like like mike lawrence and his, you have to have his something wife, in common they I love think. seeing movies so yeah. like friday they're seeing a movie saturday they're seeing the other new movie that, that week and then wednesday they're seeing a third movie yeah but it's like cool you'll be my partner on this because I, i'm gonna go anyway yeah and you're also gonna go anyway I think my struggle is I don't have any solid hobbies. Right. <laughs> so I don't have a thing where I'm like, well, are you into this? Because here's the one thing I'm really into. Are you to hang out waiting to go on stage for fucking an hour and a half? Yeah. I just, I like, what do I do in my free time? I just sit around thinking and then start slowly losing my mind. It's embarrassing when girls from out of town come visit me in New York and they're like, so what do you do? What's for fun? I'm like, oh, I don't. Even like, friends But you've been coming. here for three years, four years. I'm like, yeah, I just really know about comedy clubs to hang out in. It's the worst. And you t- I mean, it's it's not just yeah, friends. Friends, exactly. You're like, thing. we're all the hot spots, and you're yeah, like, I don't, know. I don't. I can get you into the comedy store. Yeah, like didn't every night. Have you lived in LA for a long time? It's like, yeah, I don't. I've heard of them. Where are the celebrities? I fucking don't know. Yeah, sometimes the comedy store, but <laughs> yeah. only the ones who do comedy. Yeah, I was like, how do you feel about comedians? Yeah. Yeah. God. How are you doing now emotionally with the with the boyfriend? Like, I'm saying, having a boyfriend. Does that help you? Um, I think good. Or I don't. I no mean, no effect or. I don't know if it helps me. Yeah. I think there was a time where I used relationships as a thing to try to help me. Oh right. Like where I'd be like, oh, I can love this person and they love me, and now I don't now have to think about my the whole pit of sadness that lives in me. I heard uh, somebody quote Mark Cuban saying that he goes if you're unhappy as a person and then you win the lottery you have tons of money you will continue to be unhappy yeah it'll be very short relief from that like weeks even he goes it won't solve your happiness problem he goes but if you're a happy person and then you win the lottery you'll be considerably happier Uh, i mean it's true i think that like happiness is this internal i don't know I think it's this thing that has to come from inside and it comes from like working through your own shit or like I think pretty intense self-examination and acceptance. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. I I mean, I'm cool. Yeah. I mean, so so much of what we do is filling a void or like chasing happiness. Like even like social media, people get like, how many followers do I have? How many? Oh, oh, I'm trying to get verified. And it's like that blue check's not going to make you happy. I'm trying not to get verified. Yeah. Well, not on Twitter, but on Instagram and Facebook, like whatever. I'm like, how do I get rid of this thing? I don't like it. How do I get rid of it? You write to them. They don't write you back. No, they don't. When it's like this weird thing, because it's like, I totally understand that idea. Because like I have, I'm verified on, I think two things. And it's like, where I'm at with my career, it's nice to have that because I think it's someone looking at me right goes, oh, okay, she's Legit. just some sort of validation for them. But like, I don't like it because I don't like this idea. Like, I don't, I have friends that are verified and they think it makes them more important than people. Yeah. And I'm like, you're not, yeah. nobody's more important than anyone. You know, it's just a random thing that Twitter thought yeah. you just like write to them. Like, it doesn't do anything for and you. It, like, it hasn't thinks, proven anything. Right. It's like your parents aren't going to suddenly love you now. If they, did, you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, there's no amount of blue checks that will make my dad come back. <laughs> yeah. Like he's like, oh, well, now that you reach a hundred thousand followers, honey. Yeah. I've always loved you. I think if you're being verified with like twelve hundred followers, and you're like, well, then what? All right. Yeah, and then it's like, well, now I don't even know who. <laughs> I don't like the idea of 
showing you're, showing you're more elite than anyone else. No. And I also don't like the idea of people, if they want to, being able to quote you on something. Like his exact Twitter account said this. I'm like, no, you don't know for sure. Yeah. You can't for sure put words on me. But yeah. Oh, that's smart. Is. Yeah. Or they're like, that could be anyone. Mm-hmm. But they always do that. And then they always say, my account got hacked. It's like, my account. Your got account hacked. got hacked. And they didn't just go, I love black cock. Yeah, it's like, come they, on. They said a specific, like, political tweet. Well, now we know how you would uh, hack people's accounts. Of course. That's what I always do. I'm a <laughs> cum know. guzzler. I need it to survive. I got Tripoli today. Uh, but he does love black cock. Yeah, but I wouldn't say, like, I don't know. All, bla- all black people should die. Yeah, or, yeah, like, yeah, yeah. Nazis aren't that bad. Or like, yeah. I'm a, I'm a legit Republican only. Yeah. But then people are like, wait, what? Well, people like, it's the followers, it's the likes. There's just always all these outside things. Oh, if I get trying this, to give you happiness. Yeah, if I get oh, uh, if I get a half hour, I'll be happy. If I right. get past at the comedy store, I'll be happy. That's that lottery stuff. Yeah, and it's like, no. That half hour is so. It's only creating. That's what I figured out because it comes and goes. Those half hours are are less important than premium blend was the first couple years of that. Yeah. So it's only the fact that you haven't gotten it makes you uneasy. Yeah. But getting it wouldn't do anything other than like getting rid of that uneasiness. It's, I mean, that's so many, I, I imagine outside of comedy with other people's career things, it's the same, but that's so much, the things I haven't gotten, it's just like a thing where it's like, well, the only reason I'd want it is I was like, well, all my friends got it. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I want to, I want to. not invited to this party? I never Why can't I, I use the crayons? Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. Um, and then yeah. hear the crayons like, crayons suck. What do you mean? I want markers. I'm like, all right, but you wanted it. Yeah. Like, I didn't know. And you're like, kill so, me. So, um, yeah, yeah, exactly. Um, yeah, that shit, Facebook and all that stuff, it really does add to like a, a filling a void of happiness, huh? Yeah, well, and then it's like you get this crazy anxiety because the the things you thought were going to bring you happiness don't. And then there's just that pit of like, is everything sad? I mean, emotionals, yeah. emotionals, emotions ebb and flow like i've done a lot of i don't know how to say it without sounding like a fucking hippie but who cares just like Mm self-reflection and like trying to examine how to be a happier person or how to be not even happier just more in control of my emotions because i think like as like at my base like if you were just to like pluck away every scenario that's happened to me good or bad i think i'm actually an organically happy person yeah uh but it's like a lot of bad things happen happened and i think as a society we're kind of taught um that it's not okay to be anything but happy like that if you're sad there's something wrong with you right, you can't even just take a day like let me be upset about yeah something. I so i my th- job give me fucking a day or two i mean yeah so it's like for me, I spent a lot of time. I mean, I grew up in a house, a pretty tumultuous household. Like I was abandoned by my dad, left with like an alcoholic mother. With what do you mean abandoned? When did he walk out? This is Anchorage. This is uh, Southern Mississippi. Oh, he. I lived there. Later. Okay. Um, I was born in Germany. Okay. And then we moved to. What, like at a base. Yeah. Okay. Uh, Southern Mississippi, and I was like three, and then when I was about eight, my dad left took off yeah you remember him at all oh yeah i mean he was back in and out of my life okay like very brief my dad was my best friend though like that was the i think the hardest obstacle for me and i'm not saying this like boohoo 
I know there's people who have it so much worse than me. But yeah. I lived, it was me, my dad, my brother, and my mom. And my mom does her best, but she is like an alcoholic, like textbook borderline. Borderline what? Personality disorder. Yeah. So she like loved my brother to pieces. When you're, you're talking about when your dad was still there? Yeah. Okay. And, and beyond, but like just growing up, even like as a young child. Yeah. Like I'm three and four. My brother's like a year and a half older than me. Just my brother um, had a learning disability. Um, yeah, so he's, he's just uh, hyperactive is what it was. He like doesn't learn the same as other people. He's not like yeah. spaz, an spaz, idiot, spaz. but he had to be in like special classes because they're like, put him on Ritalin or whatever. Like, which, sit down. He goes, I don't want to sit down. I'll learn. I just want to walk around and learn. Yeah. Just <laughs> let like, me. No, we don't have that. Nobody have that. has like a crazy like. We don't have that option trivia level yeah no i mean yeah. the school them up. that's a whole down. different argument like discussion but like and then my dad was like stealing his ritalin um really because <laughs> my dad uh got heavy into drugs after he retired from the military but nice um so she like loved my brother like adored him put him on a pedestal and she hated me like when i was born she was like oh my god she looks like an ugly little jew baby really <laughs> yeah she's like oh she's like a tiny billy joel <laughs> like just she what she wasn't into you no Weird. She was like, and when you're a little kid, you don't go, oh, my mom has a mental illness. You go like, my mom is mean and she scares me. Yeah. Um, but my dad was like, I was a daddy's girl. I was like, he was I could just run to my dad and like, my dad loved me and I was a weird kid. So I didn't have a lot, like I had trouble making friends cause I was, I mean, I don't want to say I was too smart for my own good cause that sounds douchey, but I was just like. Mm-hmm really into learning and other people were kind of put off by it like i was just constantly questioning and like why this why that what's this very curious so i was kind of just like a nerdy weirdo um but my dad was like my friend and like he taught me to play chess and like it was just always like me and my dad and then my dad left and then he left why why didn't he take you with him uh i asked that all the time yeah (laughs) um because he didn't want me all right um because it's like that's the kind of dad I'd be, but go ahead. That you'd leave? Eventually, I'd just leave. Yeah. You know what? It's like... Like, you'd be a great dad, but it's like, until the responsibility gets too much, and then I would just fucking disappear. I, yeah, I, I mean, it. it's... I get it. I have, like, instincts of that now, where, like, even in relationships, when mm-hmm. it's like, oh, this person's, like... When it gets, like, really intimate, and, like, the, we're really connected, I'm like, I feel like, I, I can't. I gotta, I gotta go. Take off, yeah. Yeah. Which maybe is a learned thing. Or it's like innate. It could just be like a legit human thing that we all have and people just constantly fight through it. Yeah. Um, yeah, but so that so happened. My dad left. My dad left. Because he didn't want to be with your mom? I mean, he also had at this point gotten like deeply into meth. Meth? In yes. the southern Mississippi? Yeah. So it was like Mississippi meth. <laughs> yeah. And it's probably uh, not even the best meth. Huh? It's probably not even the best meth. I don't know. It could be that like tra- trailer park meth. I thought like Central California has the best meth. I mean, I think that's just Breaking Sacramento Bad and shit. I don't know. I don't. I imagine no, Breaking Bad is Albuquerque. Oh yeah, was it whatever? I'm it's just like that was filmed here, right? <laughs> that was filmed out there. Oh shit! Yeah. I have never done meth, but I imagine meth is like pizza. Or sex in that like even the bad stuff is like still pretty good. I mean, sex for men I think is like that. Sex for women can be terrible, but like I feel like men are like, well, okay, who cares? Can um, I just tell you what? At the point where now I've had enough sex. Is there bad sex? Yeah, it was like that wasn't worth it. I would have rather even if they leave afterwards. It's like, eh. 
Just like have you ever told someone that they weren't worth it? No way. <laughs> no way. Uh, that's a... I mean, I feel like it's the same for women, but also that like there's this internalized shame around sex for women because yeah. like it's like, oh, if I'm having sex with someone outside of a relationship, I'm a whore or whatever. Right. So then it's like, Wasn't oh, I didn't even come. Like, yeah, I did all that for nothing. Oh, I just like upped my quote number. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Just to be like, ah, oh, all right, get out of me. Yeah. <laughs> it's the fucking, yeah. But I, so I imagine like, I mean, I feel like I was a good kid, but like, what kid is better than math? I guess you know. Yeah. It's like I can't. So he compete. got into math and then said, and the, did, what, "Do you remember like him devolving?" Um, I remember them having tons of fights. Meth fights, sort of. Yeah, I mean, to be honest, I don't even know if I really remember or if all of my what I think are memories are just stories that have been retold to me. Because I would like go into my room and like turn on my little radio and just like check out and like. I don't know, probably make my Barbies fuck each other or whatever. There's a theory that I've talked to other people about comics too, for stories especially, where it's like at some point, pretty quickly after you tell a story of something that happened, you now have the memory of the story and then you have a memory of the recounting of the story. Yeah. And then even after one retelling, you're like, now I'm not 100% sure of what happened. Yeah. That's and then after like four, five, six years of telling it, you're like, I've told that story 50, 60 times and it only happened one time so I think it happened, but I don't know. Yeah, you go like, did I make this up? Yeah. Yeah. There's no way to know anymore. It's, I it's mean, memories of a memory. Yeah. My parents would have these like crazy fights, like throwing shit and like like my mom trying to like strangle my dad with a telephone cord and really? stuff. Really? Yeah. Your mom trying to strangle your dad. Yeah. Did, you get behind, did she get her around? I mean, probably. She's she's wily. She's yeah. like, I mean, yeah, I, like, I don't even, around. I hardly remember her when she was like drinking all the time. I don't remember much of my life before like eight or nine other than like, I remember I had a great relationship with my dad, but like, mm-hmm. and then he just disappeared. So he disappeared. He went to find, go do meth on his own. Yeah. And then like, let me uh, ask you a question. Yeah. So you talked to him a little bit here or there afterwards? Yeah. He came back. I mean, there was one before he like left the family. He, uh, once left me, uh, which was, I guess it was just like signs, but like he left me in a Waffle House by myself. Wow. And I was like eight. He just like got in his truck and drove away. Wow. Yeah. Like Kenny Powers. Yeah. And then I just got taken home. I, I, it's that story thing again. Like I think I got taken home by like a police officer, but it could have just been a person at the Waffle House, a small town. God, I've told that story too many times now. Um, which is weird because I didn't tell anyone for so long. And then one day I was like, yeah, I just left me in a Waffle House. Um, wow. And then a few, and then he was back like a couple days later, and like. What did he? So what did he say about those moments? Sorry, I never. Kiddo, I or, I don't even remember if I brought it up or if I was just like he's a busy guy, you know. Like, have you talked to him since you become an adult? Um. Well, he left a few months later, and then he was gone for like six months. Like he left in the middle of the night. We woke up and he was gone, <sighs> and um. Wow. And he came back, and he had a new not wife, but she would eventually become his wife, and then. While we lived in Mississippi, he lived in Florida, so we'd go see him like every like three weeks, you know, for a weekend or whatever. But then my mom uh, got a job in Alaska and packed us in her car and drove us to Alaska from Did Mississippi. Did you say anything about it? Um, I was like, why, I, I remember just being like, why can't I live with you? To dad. Yeah, and him being like, well, you know, it's complicated and, you know, we have to go back to court. And if we go to court, then he told me this story of like, if we go to court, then your brother's going to have to 
because my brother was older than me. Your brother's going to have to stand in front of the court and like tell the court who he'd rather live with. And, you know, we don't want to hurt your mother. And when the reality is like, A, like if that's a real thing that was going on, my brother 100% would have chosen my mom because my dad disciplined him and probably too harshly. Uh, In retrospect, it's like, well, he was on meth. What do you want? (laughs) But uh, when I I retold that story, I think when I was like 27, and as I was telling the story, it wasn't until that moment that I was like, oh, he didn't want me. Right. Uh, It hits you when you're like, and you're like, oh, "Oh, that stings. Because like, oh, my poor dad, you know, we're being dragged away from him. (laughs) And he was like, yeah, he could just fought. But he was like, why would I fight? Yeah. No. And it's like, I didn't realize that until I was a full grown adult. And I was like, oh, no, this hurts. (laughs) Did you ever talk to him as an adult and say, why'd you leave? Or what's the story? Um, that was going to be my question. When I went to college, I went to college in Florida. Uh-huh. And, um, you know, I never did. I never brought it up because it never occurred to me that, like, I, j- I guess I just, like, blocked everything. Like, as soon as my dad left, it was, like, I remember crying a little. I would cry because I miss my dad. But my mom would be, like, why are you crying? Like, think of how bad it is for me. And she's like, and my mom was just this like crazy depressive alcoholic. So then I had to like, it was like not okay for me to be sad. Yeah. And she was like super neglectful. So I had to take care of myself. So it was just kind of like put on your, like pull up your bootstraps. And like, I mean, I remember my mom like screaming at me (laughs) when I was like nine. Cause I was like, what's for dinner? And she's like, you're so fucking helpless. And and, uh, 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 I was like, yeah, you know, I don't even need dinner. It's where people won't let you just be sad. No. Like if you let's say you lost your job or somebody broke up with you and you're like crying, like no, no, it's okay. There's plenty of fish out there. And it's like, yeah, why are you trying to cheer me up? Just I'm let aware. Me... It's like let me be set. It's okay to have this emotion. Yeah. Well, it's this thing where like we, you know, if 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 I see you and you're crying, yeah. like I'm not not me specifically because I but someone emotionally. I think most people the instinct is go, hey, what's wrong? Can I stop you from crying? And it's like yeah, and, and there's this, and I think we internalize that with ourselves. So like when I'm sad. Instead of going, okay, I'm sad because this and this, I need to just let myself be sad for a minute. We yeah. go, oh my God, what's wrong with me? Oh my God, I'm a sad person. I don't want to be a sad Shut person. I don't. And it feels, when you get those emotions, I don't know if you've ever had like just heart-wrenching, you've had a heartbroken or like something. Yeah, sure. And like, I think a huge part of a lot of people's depression or like suicidal tendencies is A, the suppression of these emotions, but it's like, the lack of ability to recognize that it's an impermanent emotion. Oh, right. Like you feel like you're drowning. Like, yeah, I guess I try to tell people which is similar to that when they break up where it's people like cheer up. It'll be better. I'm like, listen, they're all lying, but like eventually it'll you be will just feel better. Yeah. But like, there's no rushing. There's no like secret and no one's telling you about how to make it feel better or get laid or anything like that. It's just like, eventually you just won't think about them anymore. It just takes time. Yeah. yeah. Well, for years I like, I didn't know that. Yeah. You know, and you just go, oh, I'm sad. What's wrong with me? Just Partly because it's like, away. oh, I was a little sad. So my mom immediately like tried to put me into therapy or like threw me on antidepressants. And it's like, oh, I guess I have an illness. Yeah. And so you're going like, oh, if you're sad, there's something wrong with you. When the reality is like, no, it's a human emotion. Yeah. 
I did bring it up to my, I, do, I didn't bring it up to my dad, but I would see my dad in college and then he disappeared again. So, uh, and then that's it. <laughs> yeah. I haven't talked to him since 2009, uh, wow. except for once when I, somewhat, my mom gave me his phone number cause I was trying to get in touch with my brother who was living with him. Um, your brother was living with him. Yeah, well, my brother hadn't talked to him in a few years, but then he allegedly moved from Anchorage to, I guess, Texas, where my dad lived. Uh, we thought it was to get sober. Who? Your brother? My brother, because he was like He's, deep into heroin. Damn. Yeah. Fucking redneck family. Yeah, well, it's like. Some, I think about that, though, because it's like crazy to me that I never got really into drugs because I'm like oh he probably had all of these emotions and who knows what else more and it's like I'm just sitting here like bracing emotions (laughs) and he was like I'm turning these off (laughs) like that's what drugs are is that he's like I'm shutting this down yeah um we're just like I'm like I'm gonna face it yeah and in retrospect I interviewed my brother recently about his drug problem because he overdosed uh and so like really yeah so I have a podcast and so i like interviewed him about addiction it's a podcast it's called ignorance is hashtag blessed um but like so after i was talking about that i was like oh he probably also had someone who like wanted to murder him for like some drug dealing thing in alaska that's why i left yeah but well because i was those fucking inuit addicts are fucking hardcore oh i think i'm not gonna say that the people he was dealing with were Inuits, but are you talking about like the homeless people in yeah, the natives Anchorage? Yeah. Yeah. The, like, yeah I mean, the, it's very sad that like alcoholism and drug problem. It's crazy. But like the thing is, is people go like in the native community and I'm like, no, I think that's at least in Alaska. I mean, it, it maybe is heightened in the native community. I just think there's like more natives and there's just a huge problem. Right. <laughs> so people go these natives and it's like also these, everybody that just happens that we have natives and like nowhere else seems to. Oh yeah. Like yeah, good point. Soda used to live up in Alaska. He worked there for a summer. Yeah, he was like the worst one, the worst, most methy one. Was this Filipino guy who was just God. there? Ah, uh, there's a huge drug problem in my hometown, but um, Anchorage. Yeah, I was actually calling my brother, and my mom had like tracked down my dad's number because my brother's phone was dead because he fucking has like, you know, like a drug dealer style prepaid flip phone and he runs out of minutes and shit. Oh yeah. Because his best friend had been murdered because of drugs. So I was like trying to, his best friend got murdered. Yeah. So I had to call my brother and tell him that. Um, while he was in Texas. Yeah. But so my dad answers the phone and, um, like, I didn't oh. know what to do cause I hadn't talked to him in like three years. So I was like, hi, is Tom there? Like I just asked for my brother and, uh, cause I, was like, well, what do I say? And then, and then he goes, Tom, the phone's for you. Some girl. And my brother in the background goes, do you mean my sister? And why he knew? Yeah. I mean, he's like, who else would be calling me? I don't, I guess it's like, I don't know how he knew, but he's like, do you mean my sister, your daughter? (laughs) And, and my dad, and I'm just on the phone alone in my apartment at like close to what was already like the lowest emotional mental point I've ever been. in. it was probably like a couple weeks before, like, I tried to kill myself. Yeah. And my dad goes, I think I'd know if it was my own daughter. And I was like, well, you're wrong. Okay. Well, <laughs> you're, just on hold. you're just on hold. Ah. <laughs> um, I, I, I can hear you. I can hear you. There's a mute button on the, okay. Okay. Well, that stings. Maybe it's me. Is my voice changed? I should get a looked at. Um, 
I forgot the point of this. To me, my sister, the last time we talked to your dad. Yeah. And so. So your brother's a fuck up too. Not yeah. a fuck up, whatever. He got, he's he a drug drugs. addict. He I mean, drugs. he is. Yeah. I mean. It, it, it pulls you down. It does. I mean, but it's also. I get it. Emotions are fucking hard to cope with. And like. There are days. Lately, sometimes where like I just feel the weight of everything because it just like randomly pops up like you're alone too long or like i have this thing where like when i am alone my brain goes to like dark places like it starts as this philosophical just thinking about life and then you go like what's the point of life and then it's this like spiral of why bother especially like with social media and everyone's just screaming at each other and it's like kill everyone and like you want to be a like think you're going to be a good person and change someone but then you like look at quote the world which the social media is not the world but it's really not it seems like it you know and you go like it's hopeless like why would i even try blah 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 and i'm like like i have feelings strong enough sometimes that i go oh this is why people do drugs because there's been one time in my life where i like got all the way to the counter of and i've never i'm definitely like an emotional eater for sure. Uh-huh. I've definitely used food and sex as like either a coping or an avoidance of emotions. Like I think I have had sex with people as like a shut off of intimacy, which is a weird thing to yeah. say. Makes sense to me. But it's like you, I don't have to like sit here and like make eye contact with you and connect with you if we're just fucking, you yeah. know, like that's not to say I'm like fucking everyone within eye contact, but close. Um, yeah. Uh, <laughs> I'm kidding but there was one time where like I got all the way to the counter of like a gas station with like a case of beer and because I, I just like had this like internal like I was spiraling and I was like I just need to shut it off yeah and that was around the same time that I was like very suicidal because that's always been the thing this? how long ago um, this incident was 2012 I've had like two more not attempts but where I've gotten like that spirally but I was yeah. I think a little bit more emotionally intelligent. Do you, when you spiral, are you thinking about anything or is just like a, like a, it's like like a a feeling. It's a feeling. I don't have, it's never been. And, and I'm sure it's different for everybody else or, you know, it's, it's different depending on the individual. But like for me, being suicidal has never been, my life isn't going well. Yeah. Things are, there's no hope for my future. On the contrary, usually the times I've been suicidal, if you were to look at my life on paper, things are going pretty well. Like it's like not perfect, but it's like there's it's always been like good career things are going on. You know, I seem to be doing well. And how's it feel when people go, What do you have to be depressed about? You're doing did you do that this and this? I mean it's Does that it's help, well, no effect, hurt. It's it sucks. It doesn't hurt as much as it like sucks. Because it's like this like flood of thoughts that it's like, oh, there's so much that you don't know that like, yeah. not even about me, but just like emotions in general. It's like a lack of understanding. Yeah, that it's like, it's not, because well, people go like, oh, I never, I never saw it coming, you know, when people yeah. kill themselves. Yeah, and it's, it's like, like but you were, everything was good for you. It's like, it's not about that. It's not about that. It's like this feeling, to me, it's always been, not to make it the same thing, but it's like, a drowning or like if I were to try to put it in a physical drowning, that's a good way to say it. Or like if like 
hitting a depression depression spiral depressive spiral i don't know what to call it yeah. but like a suicidal spiral i guess to me is like everyday life is walking through a field okay you know or a city or whatever you're walking yeah depression is like you fall in a hole and then like in theory or like having a something sad happens you're in the hole you climb out a suicidal spiral is like you're clawing at the sides of this hole and you're trying so hard to get out of the hole, but you just keep slipping further and further. And it's just this feeling of like, I'm never going to get out of this. And you feel like I'm never going to be happy again. And it's just this like, you're like crushed by sadness. And it's like this, like your brain is just like, it's not even that I'm thinking about like, this is sad and this is sad. It's just like too much emotions to think. Yeah. And, um, and it's not like, I don't want to live anymore. It's that like, I cannot fucking live with this feeling. Right. It's such a, it's just, I just wanted to stop. It's like water torture for your brain. Like it's like yeah. the littlest thing that you think it's like, it's not going to bother you. But then you're like, I can't fucking take it anymore. And I don't know how to make it stop. It's not about dying. It's about resting. Almost. Yeah. It's like, it's not that I don't want to live. It's that I, someone else said this to me once and I was like, that makes sense. It's not that I don't want to live. It's that I do not want to live like this and I don't know how to turn it off. Yeah. It's like, yeah, no, it's like, I need rest. I was literally like out of my mind, not sleeping. Like when you think of like cartoons of mad scientists, like everyone's depression looks different. Mine definitely looks like manic and crazy. I've seen, I don't have anxiety that that much. Mine was always depression, but like I get anxiety in a level of like, you know, when you walk into a, I don't know, a party and there's like four people you hate yeah and then it's like you've said something to three of them so it's like it's gonna be so uncomfortable and it's like fucking there's an ex-boyfriend too like god damn it yeah and you're just like oh fuck do i want to do this do i want to do this or like a teacher you know that sometimes everyone gets anxiety in certain moments yeah now imagine that you're not in that situation and you just have that, but that feeling. feeling is just staying yeah and you're just going to get gas and you're like what the fuck and so it's like it's not over anything no and That's it's like people don't understand the depression is not over anything no and and i think that like now if I like recognize it early enough, yeah, there have been times where I think I'm like, and this has just come with like working on emotions and like, I mean, as corny as some people think it is like meditating. Yeah. There's that. And, and just kind of like, I mean, like I've done shrooms and done self exploration and whatever. Shrooms help you. Yeah. Oh, they help. I mean, well, maybe, um, like without like having to like, Shrooms help me. What what do they literally do for you when you're feeling depression? What shrooms? Yeah. I mean, in the moment, and then afterwards, and the next day. Shrooms are interesting because, like, when I've done them, that like when you get like just fucking like blast off. I don't know. Yeah. I don't know how else to say it, but like, I literally feel like I'm like goodbye. I'm going back to the star from which I came. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Um, Which is genuinely how I feel. Um, How How much do you need to do to get that? Do you know? I think most of the time I've done them, I've not done more than like splitting an eighth. Half an eighth. Yeah. To get you to like goodbye. Yeah. But you're five feet tall. Not even. Four eleven. Yeah. Hundred pounds or something. Sure. I don't know. Okay. What? Yes. Write it down. Are you Are you listening, industry? I'm hot and I'm young and I'm thin. Four eleven, normal body weight. Ah, <laughs> damn it. Um, you are thin. You're whatever. I'm you're gorgeous. LA, you're LA Say normal. It. You're LA normal. Uh, LA normal. LA normal is really good for anywhere else. You could be the fucking mayor of Tucson. Mayors are ugly. Uh, whatever. I mean, you could be the, the queen of it. Whatever. You know what I mean? Uh, whatever. Uh, so. Miss Tucson. So half, a, half an eighth 
Yeah. 1.75 grams. Well, it's like I get this, that, that feeling of like euphoria. Yeah. But also when you're doing it in like a, not religious, spiritual, I guess, like a self-reflective type of way. Yeah. It was like the first time I did, I'm like, this is beautiful. We're all connected. Life is beautiful. And I came down and I was like, great. Life is beautiful. Perfect. So the next week, how are you? Still happy. Okay. I still, I didn't hit, I mean, the next day I was not feeling great. Because right, you're up all night and you're fucking got the shits. Yeah. yeah. But I maintained this sort of like, it really stuck with me. And I like had such an experience where I felt like attached to the stars. Mm-hmm. Then I, I did them like out in Joshua Tree as we do, you know? Yeah, yeah. And like, I felt literally like connected to a certain star and i was like so high take me with you can't have a girl Um, there why why are you guys so fucking like 12 like no girls allowed that just changes the dynamic no it doesn't i'm basically a man it's not i have a mustache you understand what i'm saying right yeah because everyone's gonna get high and be like wait no because it might be and then it's like what can we say listen if if it was renazisi's wife that we only see as a sister then it's like sure, sure sure join us it's not my fault that it's I'm hot enough to be the mayor of Tucson. Yeah, it's not your fault. Why are you holding it against I'm me? Not. You need to get a girls group going. As the mayor and of Tucson. if there was a girls group doing mushrooms, I, I wouldn't, I shouldn't be there. I, sh- I advocate that like, as much as I'm like, take me with you. I never want to do them with anyone who I don't consider like a super close yeah, friend. Exactly. Because it's such an, to me, it's emotional. If you have 30 people there, sure, get some boys and some girls. Sure, God, I guess. That. But it I took emotional. them once. I, you, don't, you just don't want that sexual thing hanging over your head in any way. No, because that's not what it's about. And that it's like not. fucks things up. Yeah, exactly. Um, it's a complete freedom of just like, if I want to make a racist joke, you're fine with those. But like, <laughs> no, I mean like- <laughs> That's I can, your I, worry? I, no, but I can trust she you might, that, But certain people- If we bring like, a woman, she might blog about it. Well, sometimes when you don't know them that well, it's like- Am I yeah. going to offend you and that's going to fuck up the whole yeah, vibe? I want to be able to just free- And if my friend's like, what, you idiot, that's not it. And you're like, okay. Instead of like, oh, did I do something wrong? You just want to. You want to. You don't want to feel pressured. Yeah. You want your best friends there. Absolutely. Well, the thing is, is like I had such an intense connection with the sky. Yeah. Like I just had this like, and I have this every time I've done them, which is the sky. Yeah. Which is very few times, and everyone has their own things, or like it's different every time. But I have like a thing where I'm like very attached to the stars, and in fact, like to a specific star, which is very strange. I know that. Really. But like, I feel like pulled to it. Pulled to it. Do you know which star? Um, yeah, I looked it up after the first time. Um, Arcturus, it's in the boots. Arcturus? Yeah, it's in the boots. Um, what are those called? Constellation. Okay. Um, and it's weird cause I'll be outside and I can like, I'm not an astronomer, but like, I'm sure there will be instances where it's like, it didn't happen, but like, I feel like I'm like, it's over here. Like I know where it is and it's not that bright of a star. And then I can like, I have a star map on my phone and I'm like, Oh my God, I did yeah. it. Oh, um, wow. But Every time I do shrooms, I have this like sobbing. Do we need to wait? Okay. Um, this like sobbing feeling of like like I returning to something I've missed. Like what I imagine, it's like those like soldier coming home videos. Uh huh. Every time you do what you feel like. Every that? time I've done shrooms. Uh huh. It's just this like literally with the stars. It's it's this childish and i'm sure i'm not like super unique in this like whatever but like it's it's literally like i look at the stars like they're my friends and i'm like oh there you guys are like the first time i did them i was like oh hey like it was like like oh you guys have been here the whole time (laughs) like this weird like little kid like oh but because of that because i had such as intense like out of my mind got so fucking high 
and had like just all these realizations for months after that when I would feel a little sad I would like look at the stars and connect back to that feeling yeah mm. and it was this thing was like especially I think it's like this weird thing where you think about like people and like the concept of like abandonment or like people's capacity to leave you or that like you can like just be the best version of yourself you could possibly try to be and love someone with your whole heart and they could walk away from you. Yeah. But for some reason, the analogy of the stars is like the sun comes up and sometimes it's cloudy, but like they're still there and like they come back and it's like, they always come back and mm-hmm. like, it's very cheesy. That's all right. Yeah. But like this, the next time I did shrooms was like a year later and just got super high again. I had this like same emotional connection, but then I had this realization of like, a very not sad, but confused, like, why do I want to go back down? What do you mean, why do I want to go back down? Like. What's down? Like, back to normal. Oh, yeah. You want to stay on mushrooms for Yeah, but it was yeah. like this, like, because in my mind at that time, and I think, yeah, now probably, like, I associate that feeling with, like, that's, to me, that's what happens when you, like, when you die, whatever. I'm not going to go into, like, weird religious things, but, because I could be wrong, and we're all just, like, worms food you know but like i'm like oh i think that like that's where you like go back to whatever thing in the sky yeah it's okay (laughs) it barely picks up it's okay i went i started therapy like two weeks ago and the fire alarm kept going off and i was like this has to be a bad sign (laughs) what (laughs) i said i want to kill myself what never mind mind. just getting worn too worn out to kill yourself um so is this like sort of getting to the like well what is the point of even living if like there's that feeling. If what? If like, like why if, go back down? Yeah, if like it's like I could just feel this. Why would I want to come back down? Why would you want to not feel it? Yeah, but then. Yeah. This is so off the topic of suicide. No, we're I getting like, there. We're getting there. Don't worry. Um, I'm a decent host. I got very like, be- because when I, when I get that high, I have this genuine experience of having missed something. Like it's like like this thing that I, I've missed for so long is back. Yeah. Like it's just this like heartwarming <laughs> fucking leaf blowing the door. <laughs> Literally are they just out there? I mean is he right there? It's all cement there. What, what, he what, just what are you in mowing? Like, does, did you guys, does somebody have shrooms? Yeah. <laughs> um, what if it's just a star outside the window? <laughs> Hello I'm a Jimmy star and um, <laughs> um you get this feeling of having missed being on the mushrooms yeah but it's like when i'm on them i'm like oh when i'm that high it feels like coming home which sounds like very weird especially if anyone's listening and hasn't done mushrooms when you're not high they all have when you're not high no when i'm when i am that high it feels like i've like come back i'm back to where i belong Mm. so then i got this very like sort of nonchalant attitude towards suicide yeah where i was like well, I mean, what? if I do it, then if I just happens, get to go th- there. Like, you know, it's like, I do I just get to go be that high when I'm dead? Oh, you think that? I don't know. Yeah. Because I started thinking about like life cycles and it's like, you think about fu- like reincarnation, maybe, you know? So it's like, oh, are we just cycling back till we like figure something out and we ascend? Are we just gonna die but then i thought i was like okay 
I sound like a complete nut, nut job. No. Um, I'll stop you. But then the more I thought about it, I think I need to just do more shrooms and go in a closet and examine my life. But <laughs> Stay in dark. Yeah. yeah. It just like not be with stars and be with my own thoughts. But it's that's terrifying. Yeah. Um, I've never really done that. I've done a bunch. I've never really just done them in a dark room. or like, just stay here. Yeah, where it's like, I want like complete darkness. Yeah, yeah. Because I, I don't want anything that I can Center meld on. with my mind or like. But then I thought, I'm like, okay, let's say either A, we all die and that's it. And this is the only life you get. And then you're fucking dead. And this is a fucking miracle. Or there's like life cycles. And then if you figure it out, you get to go be whatever this fucking high feeling is. And everyone goes back mm. to that. Or you like cycle into other lives. If that's the case, if that's a place, yeah, that's always there. So then, like, this is the unique experience. Oh right, why not do this while we can? Yeah, so it's like, why not just like fucking like see what happens? Yeah, we'll be there eventually. So yeah, and then I thought that would make me never be sad again. I was like, well, I figured it out. (laughs) Not true though. And then you just are like, oh no, here comes the sad wagon. (laughs) How long do you have to be on that depression? So now, what I am, I'm real careful. Like, especially when I was like cycling off depression medication oh fuck i won't even take it you won't take anything no i'm on medication for like the autoimmune disease i have now and it took like convincing for that Mm. but i it also took your family hot wait what am i i'm on it or convincing from why won't you be on it yeah well i just like my mom has been on ssris forever yeah and uh is that bad every time she so depression medicine in general she will feel good yeah and it's like you should learn from your mistakes and be like, I can't fucking do that. But my mom doesn't learn. So she will yeah. be like, I feel good. I don't need to take antidepressants anymore and just stop taking them. Oh, really? And so like she did that. God, how many times do people have to do that before they realize like, oh, just don't, I can stop taking them, but I have to tell my doctor and tell my friends in my life like, hey, if you notice anything weird, you need to tell me right away. Yeah. Well, my mom did that when I was in high school and I was like Ugh. my senior year and then she like tried to kill herself. She tried to kill herself. Yeah. And what'd I had, she, what'd she do? I mean, did she try to kill herself? Was it just a dramatic staging to make her look like a fucking hero? Okay. So I was like a senior getting all these letters to to colleges and I'm like driving to hockey. I think one fucking one of the million sports I played or something. And I get a call from my stepdad like, oh, your mom left a weird message. Can you go check on her at the house? Which like my mom should have been at work. But I just like instantly, I think... I think I was like, my mom's going to kill herself. Like, I think. You just sort of knew. Yeah, I was like, I just like whipped around. And I was like, here we go. And in Alaska, there's a lot of mental illness. A lot of my friends that had parents commit suicide. So it was like. Seasonal depression? Yeah. It's just like kind of par for the course. Like, people go crazy. Did you have those light bulb glasses? I didn't. But oh. I probably should have. No, I would have been fine. But no, those are real. People get special lights. Yeah. Blackout curtains for the summer. It's like a whole place. And I just came into the house and she was like drunk on NyQuil. <laughs> yeah. Just like stumbling, and she'd been sober in AA for like seven years. Drunk off Nyquil. Yeah. Well, I was like, "What are you?" Have you? I said, "Have you been drinking?" And she's like, "I drink a whole bottle of Nyquil." And I was like, "Oh." Well, fucking. I mean, you definitely won't have the sniffles. Yeah, I'm like, well, yeah, and I was like, why would you do that? And yeah. then she was like, I was gonna run the car in the garage, <laughs> but then I thought it might leak in, so I'm gonna get out of the house. And I was like, why? She's like, well, because I'm trying to kill myself. My mom's very matter of fact about things. Uh, Also, she was drunk on NyQuil. But I was like, okay, here we go. And then I had to be like, why are you trying to kill yourself? And then she said, 
That's the thing is that I'm like, was she ever going to kill herself or was this some like emotional, manipulative, martyr type shit? And a lot of times public cries about suicide means you're not likely to commit suicide. Yeah. Which is like... And the silent ones are the worst ones. For sure. Yeah. It's when you're keeping it tucked in is like when it's the worst. Because it's like, was this just needing attention? Kind of like mafia people when they're like, do you know who I am? I'm going to come back here and kill you. It's like, well, you're for sure not going to. Yeah. Why would you say that? Yeah. But they won't say anything when they're going to like... But they just look at you and like walk out like, oh, fuck. I'm dead. Yeah. Kiss your cheek and walk. You're like, oh, yeah. Oh. You're like, oh no. So what'd she say? Oh, she was like, you're getting into all these colleges. And I was like, I am. Oh. And she's like, I don't have any money for you to go to college. Okay. But I do have life insurance. Wow. Which I didn't know anything about life insurance at the time. In retrospect, I'm like, I don't, you can't even get life insurance if you commit suicide. Yeah, that's right. But I'm like, maybe she was trying to make it look like an accident or maybe she's just, it was just this big, in retrospect, I think it's like my mom legitimately has borderline personality disorder, which it's hard. The problem with like trying to help people with mental illness is like, it's easy to be empathetic to mental illness until it hurts you. Right. And then yeah. you're like, it's like yeah they're mentally ill but they're they're fucking hurting me um oh yeah and has like and part of that is like this narcissistic tendency so it's like i'm graduating high school i was um i was homecoming queen i'm playing all these like varsity sports i'm like just really excelling getting into all these colleges and i think it was a little like there was a lot of attention on me (laughs) i she like like that yeah she didn't like you getting the attention i think i heard that's a mom thing where a lot of times moms that have daughters like why is she the hot one yeah Not me well there's like that freudian shit about like moms disliking their daughters and then it's just you know multiplied when there's shit like that so yeah. then i had to be like okay uh don't do that don't kill yourself <laughs> don't ki- why what do you yeah. what you do how'd you handle it I mean, we ended up just like sitting on the couch while she just like sat there drunk and like burping. And, like, oh. and then I waited for my stepdad to get home and I was like, I have to go to cheerleading practice. Like, really? I was like, and like, give me an A. Give me a mom. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> um, I don't know. And I guess I was like, uh, you see something like that. And at the moment, you're like, I don't know. My mom's so sad that like, she won't be able to pay for college and then you're like how am I going to pay for college and then there's this part of you like looking back I can go oh here's what's going on but at the time I was like oh my god what a burden I am oh right going to college yeah oh how dare I have dreams my My mom's gonna kill herself because I just don't want to go to in-state school and like yeah I don't know you carry that with you and then it's like trying to talk about those things you go like it's like walking on eggshells, trying to talk about my mom. You can't confront her because then she'll get suicidal. The point was like, yeah, she the SSRIs. Yeah. So I see those the way those affect her. And I also just... Just going off affected her. Of course. But I also greatly believe that like, I don't think the medical industry is out to like hurt people, but I think... They're not that careful with them. No, and doctors yeah. are taught... In Western medicine, we're taught to treat symptoms, not the root cause. So I'm very True. weary of like... Unless I absolutely need medicine, yeah, I don't want to take medicine. Yeah, not often do they go take these pills, but let's keep going to therapy. Let's figure it out so that you can eventually get off the pills. Yeah, we're, like the only time a doctor's talked to me about diet is when I brought up diet. Diet too. That's another one where it's like they'll sta- 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 staple your stomach, but they won't be like, "You got to talk to someone now." What made you four hundred pounds? Yeah, it's like you have a you have an overeating problem. You have a compulsive eating problem, or or just like the American diet in general. You don't have to be big or have a, an eating problem, but it's like you're putting unhealthy shit in you, and that like. 
it's like we poison our bodies, but doctors right. never go food. They go, take this pill. You'll feel better. Right. Like, yeah. let's not figure out why your stomach hurts. Let's just treat your stomach. So, um, yeah. So your mom tries to commit suicide, whatever. Fine. Yeah. And then did you think you'd learn that as like a behavior method? <laughs> I, maybe like somewhere subconsciously, I, at the time thought, like I was like why there was a little bit of like why would you do this right now like why there was a little bit of like can't I just fucking live for five minutes without a thing like can I just (laughs) and she's like you because like in the process of me having that conversation while she was drunk on NyQuil was like you don't need me you've never needed me and I was like you weren't there like I I couldn't need you you know like you're you were drunk and you were like not or like you were out working, like I. You're like I did need you. You didn't. And you weren't you there, so me, I so would figure out how to do it. Yeah, it's like, what do you want? I, yeah. I have always been very independent, though. Like, yeah. But it's also like, yeah, you screamed at me when I asked for help. So like, what do you? <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah, I stopped needing you. I stopped asking. Yeah. Which that has definitely Mixed affected message. me. Yeah. <laughs> um. Oh well, you won't ask for help because you. Oh, I mean, like there is deep childhood shit about like it's taken me a long time. Only in the last like two years have I, have I been able to like ask for spots ask people like oh could I go like I like I have to like pump myself up to be like ask someone for something ask someone like even for like comedy which is a thing I know that I'm good at that like I have enough of a track record at least for like you know local shows that like someone's not no one's gonna laugh in my face and be like how dare you worst case like it's filled or no thanks or whatever but I have to be like this whole self speech of like you're a qualified comedian you're a good you have videos you have Uh milestones you can like, ask for an unpaid yeah. spot <laughs> like, oh right or like and also they just say no yeah and they just go no and it's not that big of a deal but it's yeah. just like i had I, that too though my psyche thinks that someone's gonna like scream at me yeah like for asking for help well i know that i've seen people annoy others and i'm like i don't want to be that yeah. so then i'll go the opposite way and not ask at all and not ask when someone's like well i could have i would have been given already guess but of course why didn't you just ask you're like, yeah because i was afraid of being that guy yeah you're like i don't want to be that fucking asshole that you're, you're not even i don't even know if you're a comedian yeah <laughs> i had a friend yell at me once because i like over apologetically asked for a spot when i was working on like a hey would you I'm a really show he said i was like hey like if there's not room it's not a big deal and he's like and he was like someone I started with, so he's very familiar with my comedy. Yeah. He thinks I'm funny. He's like, "What are you doing?" He's yeah. like, "You're funny. You're also like a woman, and people want more women on their lineups. People are gonna give you a spot if they have one. Just yeah. ask." And I was yeah. like, "So yeah. can I have this spot?" Or <laughs> so what? You saw him and said yes. Yeah. Um, yeah. I don't know if it was like a learned behavior because probably somewhere deep down, I don't know. But it's also like, is that a nature or a nurture thing? Like, is that just something? At least you're not blaming it on fucking gender. No. Oh, my comedy? No, just that inability or, to ask for stuff. No. Every time somebody has any problem, they blame it on race or gender. I'm like, hold Here's on. What, is it really that? Or is it just, yeah, other people feel the same fucking way. The thing is, is like, the reason that's so easy is... It's such an easy, just like, well, here's why I'm there, not succeeding. There are probably, there are still instances, very few, I think, yeah. of people who do discriminate because of those things. Uh-huh like they don't book women or like whatever. And to me, it's like, all right, they didn't book, they don't book women. Go to the next fucking hit up a different show. Yeah. You know, that's how I feel about it. Yeah. But, or they don't book fucking dirty comics. Yeah. And it's like, like, all right, that. next know. show. Yeah. It's what can you do? That's a clean show. 
It's, I mean, that's that, almost like the thing is, is like that's not for you you're yeah, not going to do right. well there anyway you don't yeah. want to be I don't want to be somewhere where people don't want me ugh yeah. yeah but like because there are like there is the threat of people discriminating because of such and such and such everyone's it's an ego thing yeah and it's like in a way I get it because it's your brain trying to protect you from you realizing that you're just human and like yeah. you're just I heard Ben Shapiro talk about it, about cops, crooked cops or whatever, or, or like not crooked, but um, overstepping their boundaries, cops, you know? Yeah. Violent. And he goes, when he gets pulled over, the cop's a jerk. He goes, man, that cop was a jerk. And he goes, with like the white privilege idea, he goes, if you're black and you get pulled over by a cop, you're like, oh, I was pulled over. You're treating me this way because I'm, I'm black. black. So it's like, like hard oh, to. No, that, they're just some jerks. Yeah. And they're going to be jerks to white and black people. But, yeah. but with that thing, it's like you can't ever separate it. You'll never have the opportunity to just go, that guy was a dick. Yeah. Well, and there was like, yeah, there and there is, because there are instances of like, there are probably definitely there cops are that for sure. are either directly racist or like they've just been conditioned to be like, this is a dangerous area or, or they and think. And you blame it all on it. Yeah. But it's like, even like things that are lighter than, you know, people like, than cops, it's like, your brain is protecting you from admitting that like I was speeding. Yeah. But it's like when people go, people go, Oh, that show doesn't book women. And I'm like, well, I've done that show. Well, they didn't book me. Exactly. You don't really look at it fully to be like, well, hold on. Because nobody, no, do the research. Don't look at it in a vacuum. They didn't book any this week. Yeah. Because last week they had three out of four comics were women. Yeah. And it's also like people, if they don't personally get booked, they're like, I'm a woman, I'm this, I'm that. That's what everyone complains to in comedy. They're like, oh, I had this and I didn't get it. And someone else would chime in with like, oh, I, was, I was doing this and this and I didn't book that. So that must, and it's like they always want to use themselves as the example. And guess what? Everyone thinks they're better than they are. No. Well, that's I the thing. I did too. And I sucked. Yeah. It's like we all suck. You know, like, no, I mean, that's not true. But like, I get why people do that though. Because like in the process of like, I've spent three, around three years, like, actively trying to self-evaluate to like see where my flaws are yeah a flaws that like these are things i could work on b these are things that just are and they're not going to change and instead of beating myself up over them i need to be like this is a thing and i accept it you know right but that's so fucking hard to like especially when it involves something that's like your dream to go like oh oh maybe i'm am i just bad at my dream you know like to be like maybe i I'm not funny. It's easier to go, oh, they hate women. <laughs> it's very, it's way easier to say that. It's so much easier. Yeah. And, and, the, and men do it too now, by the way. Oh, oh, straight white men are like, Straight oh. white men, it's like, well, they're, they're not, they're not, uh, and by the way, it does happen, same thing. It does happen sometimes, a lot of times. Where yeah. It's like, I can't, well, I, mean, I used to book a TV show where it's like, I would tell people to, so they would know that it's a problem. Like, hey, if just so you know, if you were a woman, I'd book you. But since you're not, I'm not booking you because of your gender and yeah. your race. If you were black or a woman, you'd be on. But wow. I'm letting you know we are discriminating against you. Handle that how you want. Um, so then it's like, but it happens sometimes. But a lot of times, when I hear, oh, because I'm a straight white male, it's like, no, dude, bro, you suck. Because you suck. You're a terrible comic. Because to me, it's like in the long run. Yeah, maybe there will be individual instances where like yeah. a specific show is like, we only want minorities, we only want this, we only want women. Fine, but like if you're actually good, if you're I think for, here's the, well, go ahead. I mean, I think right now in some aspects, there's like an over. I don't think this, but I think it's a possibility that people are overcompensating, overcompensating yeah. but it's going to eventually level out. And then it's because you're going to get a worse product and people will be like, well, if I could have just 
all white men and have a great product always stay in the blogs and have a fucking amazing show. Yeah. Like Seinfeld. But it's like also like, whites, but it's like, all right, but it killed. So like, also there's a woman. Yeah, there's um, a woman. <laughs> um, well, but also I think it's like, eventually it'll level out and then it's like, well, if you're a white man and you're actually good, I think it's going to turn into like the cream rises to the top. Yeah. I think that's the thing. Now you're it's being, like, you can't skate by on, e- on mediocrity. Whereas yeah. before you could have, cause you're like, I'm a white guy. My white friends who are funnier than me. are going to yeah. bring me on. And it's like, no, they're not. Now. I think it's only a comparison issue lower. It's like, it's not easier. Um, I'm sorry, it's not harder to be a straight white male in comedy, but it is easier to be a minority or a woman in comedy. But like the level you right would now, expect because of yourself, they're like the level you expect of yourself, like I kill all the time with interesting original material. Yeah. That's what I want myself to be. I'm yeah. not there, but that's what I want myself to be. Of course. Same. Um, well, if you're a let's say a, a black woman, you don't have to get that. You don't have to have that mark. But it's like, but that sucks for her. Because now she doesn't fucking aim for the fucking stars. Yeah, it's like, I mean, hopefully she does. And then yeah. when it levels out, she's So guess what? If you're a mediocre white male, no, you can't rise to the top. No. But you shouldn't anyway. Because no. you're mediocre. So just because no. a fucking woman can, doesn't mean it's harder for you. Yeah. Be great. Well, it's like if everyone would just You'll focus on like, let me do my best instead yeah, of do my best. Oh, these milestones. Same as when fucking Steve-O started booking spots at, at improvs. Yeah. And there was one less week for me. But it's like, whatever. So they're booking fucking jackass people. I know he's not as good as me. It's yeah. not a question. He just started. Yeah. it's But that's his thing. It yeah. doesn't make me less of a comedian. Yeah, and he's a straight white male who took one of my spots. Yeah. And if some fucking YouTube star took one of my spots, then it's like, that happens too. Yeah. So there's fewer spots. So, okay, whatever. It's like just... Go find other spots. Be yeah. better. I know. It's whatever. It sucks. Move on. Well, it's. I, I also and think that guy's dad abandoned him and that guy fucking whatever. Yeah, right? Well, God. Anyway. So when when when's the first time you tried to do it? Uh, In I've, college? I've only tried once. Only tried once. Um, 2012. 2012. Where were you going into this emotionally? What was going on in your life? Um, That's not emotionally. Physically and stuff. What was going on in your um, life? Started comedy? I... Was a I was about when I met you. I think so. I was a little. It was early 2012 when I did it. So I was like a year, a little over a year and a half into living in LA. I think. Okay. So a year and a half into like heavy open micing. You have roommates or no roommates? No roommates. I lived alone in a studio apartment. Um, I had previously lived with a boyfriend Mm -hmm. who. The entire relationship existed off of self-hatred. I started dating him after he like used car salesman bullied me into being in a relationship. Not Brenton. No, no. Brenton's a sweet, sweet angel. Brenton is. Um, but I, uh, Brenton was the last time I made the mistake of moving in with someone. Okay. Um, this guy was like abusive. He was like dumb. Comic? Mm, no. He. Oh, wait. I'm going to put it on pause. I want you to tell me who it is. Oh, he's genuinely like he was doing comedy. He's not a comic. Do I, would I know him? God damn it. Okay. Oh, wow. Mexican for Trump. Yeah. He was so dumb. It was literally the whole relationship existed. I had broken up with someone right after I moved to LA. The guy I was dating in Florida, he, he packed my stuff up with me, moved me out here and then went back to Florida. But then he like was planning to come out here anyways. He's also a comedian. I have a type. Yeah. <laughs> um, and he ended up moving out here and moving in with me. And then I just had like an emotional breakdown because it was like, it was that the whole thing where it's like, it's too intimate. I have to, I feel smothered. I have to run. And I was getting like literal physical pain, which now in retrospect could have actually been this connective tissue disease I have or something. But I was like, I don't know. So I broke up with this guy who was like the sweetest angel, like cared for me so deeply. It was like the first time I'd ever like really like even like tried to love someone, I think. And like, 
and I just was like, I don't know. I don't, I don't know if I love you anymore. And like, I was having a breakdown. And so I broke up with this guy and then he immediately like hated me. And then this other guy I started dating. I like met him at an open mic and it was like this, like, well, I'm not going to be sad if I break up with this guy. This is what? 2012 now? That was 2011. So 2011. cut okay. to 2012. I'd broken up with this guy. He with was the like second guy. Yeah. With the okay. second guy, he was an abusive piece of shit. Like, and we had a whole, all of our friends. Cause I met him with a group of people. So they all became my friends. Yeah. And since I was so new to LA, that was my group of friends. And so I had like, how much was your apartment back then? Seven fifty. Okay. People ask me sometimes, where should I go to start comedy in New York or LA or what? Or once I get good, I always say stay where you are. But like once I get yeah. decent, where should I go? And that's, I don't know the open mics. I don't, I've never done them only in LA, but I can tell you, you can't find your own place for seven fifty in New York. I don't know if it's still that cheap. I've talked to people lately and it's like, this was even a thousand. You can't find that. Yeah. Hollywood, like Vermont and Melrose area. Shitty. But yeah. not, not dangerous, just shitty. I mean, arguably dangerous. I once got woken up by the FBI banging on the hall across from me at like 6 a.m. That's a. super safe. Yeah, the, the FBI is right there. Yeah. They said it was like a white collar crime or whatever. Like, I was like, do I need to be worried? Yeah. Like, And they're like, no, it's a, we can't go into details, but it's not a, you know, there's no we violence. We just want to bang and wake you up. It's really like, it's more of like a fraud internet thing. And I'm like, should I be worried about my bank account? <laughs> but like, so I had gotten out of this abusive relationship and I don't think I'd fully processed how abusive it was. I kind of just had like shut down and like. In 2011, you got out of it. Yeah. Okay. And I moved into this fucking shitty, no air conditioning <sighs> studio apartment in East Hollywood, no parking. I'm a tiny woman and I'm working full, full-time day job. It starts at 7 a.m. every day, and I would be out doing mics and then going to the comedy store till 2 a.m. Damn. Oh, it's just, li- just having no sleep. Yeah. And it was like, on one hand, you go like, well, you should be taking, like, like me now goes like self-care, but then it's like, I couldn't shut my brain off anyways. So I'd go to these mics, and I'd be like, if I'm not going to go to sleep if I go home. I'm just going to be losing my mind. I'm going to go to the store, and then by the time I get home, I'll be like too exhausted to stay awake. Yeah. And so there was like a few weeks of that. I reconnected with that guy. I had... An, initially been with in LA like the two boyfriends ago yeah yeah so many boyfriends um and I like told him all this stuff and he's like I'm I'm so sorry and we like started sort of seeing each other again and then I like snapped again like it was like I just was like I can't I'm sorry I can't do this and I like literally pushed him away like like I was just like I can't I'm sorry I can't like be with you I don't know yeah but I still want to be friends with you and then like he wouldn't talk to me. He's like, I'm not, I can't do this again, which a hundred percent fair. Like I've like ripped this guy's heart out oh, twice. Yeah, twice. Like, it's like, yeah, fuck off. The logical person is like, yeah, no, absolutely. Don't talk to me. I'm not well, I'm hurting you. <laughs> um, but I was like, didn't have anyone else really. I felt like, and I was like calling him and he wasn't answering. And I was like already like losing my mind on top of that. And so I mean, it got to the point that I like reached out to my stepfather to like talk to him. To which, talk to the boyfriend? No, to talk to like my, just to talk oh, to somebody. To and I was like, and we have a bad relationship. And I was like, I don't know, man. I just got to talk to somebody. Like, <laughs> um, <laughs> and I um, started going to therapy, but then like I quit seeing my therapist after like three weeks because I was like, it's too exhausting. I don't have the time. Um, yeah. And so I just was in this like pit of, that that spiral feeling which it felt like it went on for weeks and months but when i think about now like and i think i think about like when it happens now how deep it feels and then i'm like oh that was it might have been like a week max a feeling that way a feeling that way but it was so overwhelming that it felt it could have been like a few days 
but it was like such a crumbling feeling that it yeah. felt like it had been going on forever. It felt like I was never going to get out of it. I heard they, they do this torture in maybe Iraq or something like that where they change the time on you. Where like they wake you up, you're in a dark you know dungeon so you can't see the sun at all. Fuck. And they're like, all right, you've slept for, they just keep changing the clocks. Say so you've slept for 10 hours or eight hours, you know, but it's been like three. That's insane. And then, then you're up for a few, like you've been up for six hours, time to go to sleep. And they feed you at different times and then you just lose track of time and within three days, you're completely broken. Yeah, I really think that's what it was. Yeah. Because like, I now get where like I'll sp- I'll get super sad. I also deal with it better now, so that could be why I get out of it quicker. But yeah. it felt like it had gone forever. And there's, there's also this thing of like I don't know how to handle this. And then once you've handled it a few times, like oh no, I don't know how to handle. You're this. like yeah. Now it's like I can almost be like, okay, here it comes. <laughs> when I wake up with somebody now, or I have somebody die in my life, it's like I've done it enough times. This sucks. Let me fe- let me handle it. Let me yeah. feel it, and then I'll be better. Do you like? I just like get it out. What do you mean? I mean, not to say that it's like one and done, but like the last breakup I had, I got like that feeling of like, uh, that like panic, like, oh, I'm so sad. Yeah. Uh, even though I'd broken up with him, but you still get like, yeah, yeah, what did I do? Did I make a mistake? Again. But instead of going like, there's this tendency to be like, be strong, tuck it away. You don't need to cry. It's like, no, I took a day and I fucking shut myself in my oh, room and I was like, ah. yeah. <laughs> like yeah. I just like, I just bathe in it. Yeah. But like, I really think there's something to getting it out. Mm-hmm. Instead of hanging it and letting it out little by little. No, and it's just like, it's like putting a band-aid on a volcano where it's just like, <laughs> yeah. I'm fine. I'm fine. Yeah. Then you see them and you're like, <laughs> Yeah, you got to sweat it out. Yeah, but it like, that was the last time I cried about that guy. Which like, usually it's like, that, you know, I'll cry and then you go a couple months, you're like, I'm fine. And you, you see them and you're like, again. Huh? And now yeah. it's like, I see him and like, we're cool and I don't, I don't even, nothing. Is that the guitar guy? Wait, who's the guitar guy? I don't know. He plays guitar. Uh, is that now? Is that the one now? Uh, the guy I'm with now plays guitar. Okay, yeah, yeah. Okay. How do you know so much about me? Oh, you told me once. Oh, okay. Whatever. Um, I, I really think there is something to, because we just go like, oh, I'm sad. But instead of going, I'm going to be sad, we're like, we tell ourselves, don't be sad. Don't be sad, yeah. But if you just like go, I mean, it's weird. You can't just like do it at your office. But if you just go like, I'm alone, let me just be sad. I mean, it's the emotional idea of just walk it off where it's like, oh, it's a broken leg. You can't no, walk really, it off. I really need to not be on it for about two months, and then I can, and then I'll be fine. It's but so if I true. Keep walking on it, it's going to be a year and more, and and worse. And I think so yeah. much like of depression and like suicidal things is like just shoving things down. Yeah. So you're on this three days to a week to maybe even a few months. Who knows? Who knows? Of just like feeling out of control, overwhelming. Yeah, I was like trying to go to mics and stuff. This is how was your comedy at that time? This is a fucked up thing. Yeah. Basically, I don't know if my comedy's ever better than when I'm in a depressive okay. spiral. People are like, that was amazing. And maybe it, maybe it's not just that. I think it's anytime I'm at a point, like also when I'm like very tired, yeah. when I don't care. Oh, I'm like, I'll never, why can't I bottle that? And were you doing the same material you were already going to do? But, or were you like talking about the thing? I was talking about, I was like out of my mind. I was like, I'm losing it. Like I, when I tried to kill myself and it didn't work. Yeah. I went Spoiler. to an open mic. Right afterwards. Wait, so what'd you do? Hold on, what'd you do? Okay, I was like, how do I kill myself? Pills? No. I don't know. I decided- You decided I'm gonna do it. Yeah. Okay. I was like, fuck this. I'm gonna shut it off. This was like a day after I had gotten all the way up to the counter of a gas station with a full case of beer and then was like, I'm just gonna drink the beer to shut it off. And I was like, what am I doing? That's alcoholism. Yeah. Or that's like how that starts. I've done that once or twice. 
it's definitely bad to get into a habit of it. Yeah. But like sometimes it really is great. Well, in like, retrospect, it's like time and n- be no big deal. Have like a fucking bottle of wine and pass out yeah. every once in a while. But because like my mom was in AA from such a young age and it's been like drilled into me like it, it runs in the family. And yeah, it's sure. just it's like, oh, this is the beginning of me being a fucking gross yeah. fat. I mean, Dan Cook said he never drank because his parents were both alcoholics. I'm like, oh, man, look at yourself now. Maybe you should fucking just have a drink. Should have gone for yeah, it. Yeah. Like, right. Listen up, man. Yeah, well, it's like now Now it's like, it's weird now because I, I do definitely like use food as a thing. Mm-hmm. And now that I'm, I've been like eating clean, but it's like white knuckling with emotions <laughs> where you're like, oh, normally I would just be like, I'll just have a sandwich and it'll give me like temporary happiness. Yeah. I guess I'm just crying on this train. Um, I was like, oh, I'm going to hang myself. I'm going to use this little belt. You're going to hang yourself. I'm going to hang myself. Wait, let me ask you more questions before we get into how he did it. You decide you want to do it. Yeah. How long from there till I'm going to do um, your you're decide hanging yourself? Not long. A day? Hours? Hours at oh, most. Wow. Okay, like cool. I was just like, because it was just like I was in my house alone and I hadn't gone out to a couple of mics in a few nights. So you're more depressed because you have Yeah, so it was just people. like you're al- I'm alone in this fucking hot apartment. It's weird how if you just get out and see other humans, it like, I mean, lifts people, you up a little bit. When I people go like, the time. well, you just got to get out and get some sunlight. It's like, okay, for chronic depression, that's a little like dismissive sometimes, but like, Sometimes it does help. Yeah. I, and you just I, go like, oh. It's hard to actually get out of bed. It's a monumental yeah. effort. But when you do it or when you're just a sort of different, it's just, I don't know, there's this energy you get from just walking around. You're like, yeah. even if I'm just like, what's the other word besides depressed? It's, it's when it's not clinical, I'm trying to think of a better, better word. Just, just feeling blue. I'm yeah, feeling blue. Just down. Yeah, just down. And then it's like, but then I'm wallowing in my own shit. I got my underwear on for fucking two days. I haven't showered. And then if I just put on pants and walk outside, and New York's different because, well, you get sunshine here, actually. But yeah. But you know, so many humans that after like two blocks, I'm like, hey, hey, New York right, makes right, me feel right. alive. I feel like, I know this is completely wrong, but yeah. there's a delusional part of my brain that's like, I'd never be sad in New York. <laughs> yeah, that's crazy. Uh, which is like completely that's, that's insane. Crazy. yeah. But yeah, no, you just go out, just that human, you feel that human energy. And you're mm-hmm. like, oh, I'm rejuvenated. But then you get, when you're so depressed, you're like, A, it's hard to just get the fuck it's up. hard to get up. But hard then you're also, down. you know, like, if, if I go out like this, people are going to be like, she's not well. Yeah. <laughs> like I have gone out and like, for sure people are looking at me like, she's crazy. <laughs> like I look crazy when I feel shit? that crazy. Well, it's like now, not me, but then yeah. it's like, it's like, it's more embarrassing for people to know you're crazy than for me to feel better. You know? Yeah. Keep talking. Um, um, yes, that is true. Yeah. So, so wait, I want to ask you this too. I don't want to pause this, but I'm going to pause, I guess for a second. I'm going to ask you about like the courage it takes to Okay, back to the bathroom. Did you wash your hands? Yes. I did not. Uh, okay. Why did you tell me that? I was hoping you would commiserate and also have not washed your hands. We could have a moment between us. Wait. I might have just splashed water on them. <laughs> well, that's washing. Uh, nobody actually. But I also don't touch my dick. I don't have a dick, but if I did, it'd be huge. Yeah. One. <laughs> that would be very it'd be, small. It'd be like unfitting for your body. Just like, ah, like, oh, I, I can't come. My dick. 4'11 with a fucking nine-inch dick. That's crazy. Anyway. So, okay, I always say, when people are like, well, how come you didn't commit suicide? I'm like, and they don't like it, but like, because I, I never got the courage up. I wanted to get up the courage, and if I stayed in that state for long enough, I would have eventually gotten the courage. You know, that's a problem with a lot of antidepressants, is what? like, sometimes when people start them, they get just enough energy to do something. Oh, right, to go and fucking take care of it. Yeah. Um, yeah, that's a, th- I mean, I wouldn't say that, 
in my instance, I had courage. I would say that someone who's like plotting for a while to commit suicide. I hadn't been thinking about committing suicide. I had just been going like, like you didn't have a favorite method in mind. You hadn't thought about it. No, I hadn't. I've never, I've thought about, I mean, you know, I had like teenage angst. I thought about like, Oh, what, would people care if I died? That kind of thing. But like, I never plotted anything. Wow. Uh, I never was like, which I, I think that to like do that and fucking, and then keep going through with it. Good. I mean, good Lord. You know what I would do? Cause I know I didn't have the courage. I would walk under like construction sites and imagine somebody dropping a fucking brick off and coming through the awning and just smashing me. And I walk through like, Oh, oh I mean the amount of time I've just hoped for death to yeah. come to me is probably daily is that that i just go like take me death i'm horny for death are you kidding now that i think about it i remember that that was like a small sense of relief like really imagining that fucking brick coming down and smashing me was like (sighs) ah went away for a second the bad feeling went away just for like a just while i walked under this awning yeah wow isn't that crazy yeah but so you just write them like, no, suicide. Yeah, I was How just like a maniac. Like, I was never going, I'm not gonna, I'm, I should kill myself. I, I should kill myself. I was just like, I'm so sad. I can't breathe. What is this feeling? I can't stop it. And then eventually I was like, fuck this. And like, I was like, like, just like, manically around my little studio apartment. Like, what do I, how do I, do I have a knife? Like, how do you kill yourself? Yeah. And then I was like, uh, hanging. I'm gonna hang myself. Wow. I have a belt. I'm gonna use that. Cause I feel a like, belt. well, cause I was like, I feel, I didn't have a rope and I thought, uh, I didn't think like if I leave my house, that'll, that'll change my mind. I was like, and then it's just going to happen in public. It's going to be a mess. Like, cause I'll just throw myself in front of a train or whatever car. Cause it's LA. Uh, that's the other thing too, to be like, but I don't want to leave a mess. Oh, the, that's <laughs> the guilt of like, mm, someone's going to have to find me. That's, which that's I think thing. that I mean, stops a lot of people, people too. I know. Um, Richard Jenny, you know that is yeah. the comedian. So when he did it, did it in a bathtub, slid his wrist in a bathtub, maybe took pills as well. I should look this up now. But like, um, he canceled all his gigs. Really? All this stuff he had in the books, he like canceled each club. It's like, sorry, I can't make it that week. I'm going to have to, you know, whatever. And so they were like, oh, cool, we'll find a replacement. No big deal. We'll get you next year. Like, oh, he yeah, didn't want to like burden anyone with like those dates. A last minute cancellation. Wow. So I have to fill the fucking. That's like planning. Yeah. Yeah. I was like, not long before that had started like giving away or like selling my stuff really cheap just because I didn't want to own things. Yeah. And I don't know if like deep in my subconscious, so I was like, have this was less to clean. Yeah. Wow. I don't, I don't, but I don't think so. I was, I didn't feel like I was going, I'm going to kill myself. It was just in that moment. It was too much, the spiral. And I was like, fuck this. Is it where sometimes you do something and someone's like, well, that's a symptom of you wanting to clear your life. And you go, yeah, I get you're saying, I don't think it was that though. This Yeah. Time. But it's also like, well, maybe it was. And it's just like yeah. my own denial or like, yeah, because it also is. I still like, like you started a fight. Like, no, I didn't. Like you were drunk. You don't remember. I'm like, mm, I was drunk, but I, I don't think my memory is an issue here. I think <laughs> I get what you're saying, but I don't think that's a problem here. Yeah. It's like, God, I don't remember a lot of things from when I was drunk, but boy, do I black so, out. So you're like, yeah, let's do it. I was like, let's do it. And then I was like, how do I do it? I don't have. I don't have a gun because I was always like, I shouldn't get a gun. I'd probably kill myself. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> uh, and then I, and I was like, what am I going to take a bunch of, what do I have? Ibuprofen? No. Uh, I was like, can you overdose on pa- uh, Prozac? No. Um, which I don't take, but I had gotten from a doctor when I tried to go get something for my attention span. And they're like, I think you're depressed. And I was like, you're out of your mind. <laughs> Fuck you. So probably. And it just sat there. I was like, I'm not going to take these sweaty pills that are going to make me dependent. Don't take stuff out of spite. Yeah. Yeah. So I was like, I have, 
a belt, a loop a belt. Loop a belt over what? Well, I was like, first I was like the closet, and then I was like, no. Then it's like the closet's gonna go crashing down. I already have body issues. What closet? You mean the? Uh, I have a bar. Like it had like a closet with like a, like a bar that you put hangers on. Okay, yeah. Yeah, that seems normal. And you're short enough where you could probably get that done. Yeah, just so off I was the like ground? just a little. I mean, I thought I was gonna just like. <laughs> This, well, I mean, in well, retrospect, it's like you're, I was like, I'm just gonna strangle myself. Like I was just gonna. <laughs> the problem is you pass out. Yeah. And let go of the belt. Yeah. And then or the rope. Live. Yeah. In retrospect, I realize that. That's but, what jerk offers do, and then the belt latches, and then they pass out, but the belt just stays latched. And then that was my thought: is that like I just latch it enough, you know? But then I was like, if the closet comes crashing down, then it's like a hacky fat joke of like my. I just um, like my self esteem can't handle that. Yeah. And I was like, I don't know if it would take down the wall and the neighbor's going to see me. <laughs> so then I was like, I had, I was like the shower. The shower, the shower curtain, like the. No, I wall. had, uh, it was like an old Hollywood apartment and it had the shower instead of coming out of the wall, it was this iron rod that came up out of the ground and looped around up top. Oh. So I was like, that's metal. Seems pretty sturdy. I'm just going to latch to the top of that. Top, it would slide off, wouldn't it? Is it like flat on the top? I mean, or is no, it, it curves. Yeah. But I was like, if I, I was like, if I just you struggle at all, it's gonna come if off. I just tie it. If I just hold tight, like, yeah. So I loop this little belt You're around my neck. You're sober at this point. Yeah. Okay. Just, I'm telling you, it was like a a fit of like insanity, like legit, like a like a madness spark had been like lit inside me, like a like mad scientist. He just like ha ha ha. Like, <laughs> like I got it. Uh, Can you remember the feeling you were feeling while you're like tying this rope, or when you're getting it out, when you're like, "This is happening." Scared, happy. I was like, uh, "What? Anything?" I don't want to say horny because that seemed dismissive and yeah. not. I wasn't like, "I'm gonna come," but I was like, I literally was like, "Oh my god, a solution!" And then there was a part of it. It's like, it was just like it was like anticipation. It's like. In a weird, like, evil, like an evil twin version of that feeling before you go on before a set that feels important, <laughs> where you're like, "Here it comes," yeah. <laughs> like as like as like, oh my god, I'm, I don't know, it was this weird like, mm. it was psychotic, but also like not enough to overcome the sadness in itself, like. Yeah. And I was just moving so quickly, like I'm already like a really frantic, quick moving, quick. Sp- speaking person yeah and it was like me on fire so how'd you do it with the belt how'd you tie it up how i looped the belt through the thing around my neck through the whatever the belt fucking buckle you do that through your neck as you would do if you were okay. i imagine like well, I, I, know. I might do it on the bar first and then figure it, I, I wouldn't okay so i ahead. don't know yeah you're figuring it out obviously and then i kind of did like a a loose just one loop like a, the I, I tied it through but like loose on your neck? No, my neck was just the belt looped through. Okay. And then the string that came out. Which is a lot of the belt already. Yeah. Okay. I was like, and it's not a huge belt. It's my belt. So I'm not a big person. Yeah. So I'm like reaching up to this thing. So I like tied it in a, you know, just like one crossover mm-hmm. where you like Shoeless. over under all the way through. Yeah. yeah. That. And then I was like, okay, if I just like, it was like loose enough and far enough down. That I was like, if I just yank this, <laughs> try to like also do like mechanics in my head. I'm like, I'll just yank this. What, are you standing up on anything now? I, my tippy toes. Okay. It was very to get it. poorly plotted. Okay. 
But as if I do this, that'll yank me just enough. Off the ground. Off the ground. It'll be just enough to like choke me. And it's looped. So I won't be able to like quickly get it off. Because if I'd like tied it around my neck, then I could just be like, you know? Yeah. But I'm like, if this end is tied, I don't know. Because originally I was just going to pull it and like in the closet, just like hope I strangle myself. Yeah. yeah, like a fucking cartoon. Because yeah. that's what happens when you are just crazy and not plotting it. You're just yeah. like. Also, you don't have the arm strength with one arm to pull yeah, yourself up. It's like, I'm, I can't even do a pull up with bull arms. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So I'm like, one, two, three, pull it. And then it's instead of being like right on the very top of the shower where the curves, it goes down a little. And then I just like slides over, slides over. I worry, but I lean and I'm just like, fuck it. And I'm going to keep pulling because it's just this very quick moving, like frantic, just like fuck it. And like pulling. And then the whole fucking rod just is like, like bends in half and just showers fucked i'm there on the ground like oh come like <laughs> uh, just literally defeated <laughs> and and out of breath for the first time that i can remember ever because i'd been so like uh, like such like adrenaline for the last like however many days or weeks this had been going on and it was just like I, in a weird way like uh i didn't have relief in the sense of Thank God it didn't work. I'm, I'm so grateful to be alive. I just was like, uh, like it was just like, uh, like who, uh, fuck like, it. Like that task is done now. Yeah. And I was like, well, I guess I keep living now. Like, <laughs> and then I brushed myself off. Yeah. Took off the belt and was like, I guess I'll go to sunset grill. That's what the <laughs> mic, mic was. Yeah. Oh, this is the best part. Not the best part. Is that a good one. A little around when I was doing it. Um, it's not around anymore. It was not bad. It was like all comics upstairs above there. A lot of... Uh, it was like enough comics that were like new or still very supportive that you could kind of gauge material. It's the first place I ever got up in LA. That's cool. Um, and I was like, okay, whatever. So I go and I just do material. I just started... I just talked about it. I don't... Talked about that? I don't remember what I said, but I was like, I don't know. I fucking tried to kill myself and now I'm here. And like, I was just no filter no like yeah. worry about a trigger or like whatever i just was like and people were laughing and then a comedian who's still around the scene i think homeless man yeah. lived in a car yeah. does a lot of drugs are the worst just like disheveled it's like smelly. what I had, to, I had to be on before after that guy well, uh, and I have to sit next to him while waiting to go up. It's what the fuck is this? He's it's not like, really trying to be a comic. Yeah, he's like, you're not. It's too late for you. But Ugh. like, living in a Studebaker, he comes up to me afterwards, and he's like, "Hey, that was really funny." And I was like, "Thank you." You know, I just but like very Booth and held I'm always like, very like, appreciative of any compliment, even if it's like, "What? Who are you? Why, your opinion?" But I'm very grateful if people enjoy my material because it's the one thing that like I even though it wasn't material, it was just like a fucking spiral. And he was like, was that true? And I was like, yeah, like I didn't care. I wasn't embarrassed. Yeah. And now I am. But like, mm-hmm. he goes, Hey, I just want you to know it gets better. <laughs> and I was like, Oh no, <laughs> this homeless man is telling me it gets better. It's like, it's like the last thing you want is for people to be like, I get it, man. Yeah. It's like, shut up. No, you don't. 
and oh, tell me how to go. Oh, it's just like fuck you, fucking now. It doesn't make it worse. You're just grossing me out. Yeah, it's like what? No, I don't want to. So that's some fucking it, homeless douchebag I've never, I would never talk to. Now I gotta be like, <laughs> thanks. It's like oh, also is that. that what I have to look forward to? Is like your life? Is that oh, what's better? Yeah. Oh yeah, I mean he's been through it. Uh but I will say after that that I don't want to like the spiraling did kind of clear and I think there was something to oh. I don't want to say the action in itself but like the release of like such aggression and like Taking adrenaline which is why things like I think like working out helps people who are depressed or have like rage issues because I think there is something to the physical action of like somehow like pushing it out of you like just doing something to either i mean there's therapy methods where people like literally reenact scenes from their childhood with like lamps and stuff but they like rehab i mean and it sounds so corny but it fucking works for people or just like i went to this in 2014 or 15 i had another like crazy spiral but i had a roommate at the time and she sent me to this alternative therapy lady who like taught me these breathing techniques but also this weird thing of like just that you can do with another person where you like push on their hands and it's just like you push and you like just like as hard as you can and just hold it as long as you can and then you just let go and like you can feel energy literally like flow over you. Oh, interesting. I don't know. There, There is like, I think something too, just getting out some sort of physical energy when you feel that out of control of your emotions. Yeah, that could be just physical like pushing of anything, even pushing a rock. But what? sometimes I think if you just put your mind on something and take an action associated with it, yeah, then like... It feels like you accomplished something. They had this study. I'm sure I've said this before, but it's a study on placebos. They were actually testing placebos themselves. Yeah. So usually they'll do is they'll take a a, a control group, say 20 percent, and yeah. then 80 percent will be the actual pill. Yeah. And the control group is like, hey, let's just monitor them to see what normal people without getting the drug. But you can't tell them you're on a placebo. You yeah. Just give them the sugar pill and see of, if like that aspirin. helps their brain. Yeah. Or yeah, but they, they did this study on the placebo itself. So they would tell people that part of some of them were getting a drug. Yeah, no, they told them you're getting a placebo. Oh, you're not getting the real drug. <laughs> this is hilarious. Yeah, they're just testing placebos themselves. They're not testing any other drug because it's a placebo for heart medication. You have high blood pressure. Um, this, if it was a real drug, it would help with your high blood pressure. But it's not. Again, you're getting a sugar pill. It is nothing other than that. Other people are getting the, the whatever, but you are, get, and then we just monitor those people. And they found in a lot of them, their fucking heart pressure, heart rate would go down. Their blood pressure would go down. Did anyone stop to think that maybe sugar helps your heart go down? Yeah, maybe. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> but then afterwards, like, cool, we did the experiment. Thank you. And then these people came back. It's like, wait, but can I get that placebo anymore? They're like, no, the experiment's over. Like, no, no, it was helping my blood pressure. Yeah. They're like, like, can you prescribe? But they said that maybe just the act of actually saying, this is for an action, this is even for Even though this. you knew it wasn't working. I'm low high blood pressure take the pill high blood pressure take the pill would actually help you absolutely maybe something like that I've been on medication for for my connective tissue disease for like a week and the doctor's like you're not gonna notice a difference for a minimum of one to two months you probably won't notice full effect till six months and I was like four days in was like I'm feeling good I'm feeling good but I also at the same time went back to eating clean started working out again so it's like yeah. what's what but I go like oh yeah. took, took my took my medicine yeah yeah so maybe just doing that but also maybe the physical stuff so anyway yeah so you finished it you're feeling better now yeah I mean, right then I mean then yeah it's like I felt better and then I sort of like hit an upward swing of like 
just, uh, I was at first like hyper aware, like I need to make sure I'm getting out of the house and like, I'm, I, it is always better when I'm out with people. Like I recognized that having not been like interacting with anyone for a few days, I was like, Oh, I do feel better when I'm like at these mics. And like, and then I like made friends with someone, someone I'd already known, but like, then like at a mic, I bonded with someone who, in, who is now one of my best friends, Dana moon. Like we just ended up becoming good friends. So then it was like, Oh, I'm like socially interacting. I'm like putting like, and then I felt a lot better in general, but then yeah, it just comes in waves. And a lot of times I've realized that like, like at the end of, uh, one of like when I dated like Brenton to like circle back to the beginning, I guess. But like after that, at the end of that relationship, I was like losing my mind and felt like really depressed about the relationship. Well, I didn't, I was just like, I feel depressed. I don't know. And then sometimes it's like a, a chicken and egg thing where I'm like, am I depressed because of this? Am I just depressed? And I'm looking for something to blame it on. Yeah. But I realized like within that relationship, I had suppressed a lot of how I feel. He didn't ask me to, he was very open, but it was like, he's a very like vanilla. Yeah. Not in a bad way, but he comes from a good family. Very like I once, I once told him that story about my mom attempting suicide. And he was like, horrified and he's like why would you he like didn't know why i would say that to him (sighs) and like it was just like oh you're not emotionally equipped to handle those kinds of things so then it was all this like i don't want to look crazy i don't want to be too much Mm. and on top of doing the fucking agreeing thing where it's like yeah no let's go to this movie let's go to this concert sure i love that why not i'll try it when it's shit that i didn't want to be doing but you just tuck it in tuck it in and then like it's that's that was been like a pattern with all of my relationships up to the one I'm in now because I recognized it before this one where it's just being agreeable and then I fucking snap and it's like I think for me and I I don't think I'm unique in this I think other people if they really evaluate their emotions probably have similar instances where it's like when I'm not letting my emotions out they like build up like you have to like go I'm mad I'm sad but we just go everything's fine everything's fine and then you're like and then and then all of a sudden it's like you're angry at someone about something that has nothing to fucking do with them but it's like all this misplaced anger that you can't control and I think that part of like what's wrong with my physical body is like I literally think tucking in so many emotions and trying to keep them down like it can if if you don't deal with it emotionally it's going to manifest in other things I'm a big believer oh, yeah. in like like it causes immune system problems or like really? heart problems. Yeah. I, th- I think that choking down emotion. Yeah. I think a lot of autoimmune diseases is like literally like suppressing emotion and because it's your immune system attacking your own body, which yeah. is like what I have. And I literally think it's like a biological equivalent of what I did with the shower. Uh-huh. Like it's your cells going like, ah, like yeah. stop it. Because like you do release chemicals when you like feel emotions and you're just like, mm-hmm, and like, I don't know. I've gotten better at. So now you don't think about it at all. I do. And I have moments with that are almost scary in a different way. Cause I, I, if I sit and I like philosophically think about life and suicide in terms of life, there have been times where like, and it's really like, Oh, I could make a bit out of this. And I just keep like going deeper into this hole or whatever, where you're like, I got to think of more things. And then there are times when I come to the rationality that like suicide is intellectual evolution. And it's like, Maybe we're supposed, maybe fucking dodo birds were like, we're done, you know, like, or like maybe 
people go like, oh, how sad they must have been so sad. Or they must have been like, maybe it's like, oh, there's no hope. Who cares? Maybe as a population, like we're supposed to eventually die out or like I say shit like that. And then I'm like, well, that's probably not healthy to be thinking. But as far as like pits of sadness, I still have them. I still have gone through times where I'm like, I don't want to live anymore, (laughs) but they're very brief. Yeah, that sometimes it's like that's just the blues. Yeah, and 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 I've gotten enough it's emotional awareness to instead of just being immersed in the emotion, it's almost like taking a step back where it's like I realize I have the emotion and I go, "Okay, I'm experiencing an emotion." Yeah. And instead of going, "What's this because of what am I doing?" It's like sometimes I just go, "Who cares? I'm just sad." That's what Buddhism says. Yeah. So where you are feeling sad about something, you're not supposed to go like solve it. You don't have to solve it, just be. You just go, okay, I'm depressed. Why am I depressed? I'm depressed about that person dying. Or not depressed. I don't want to use that word. I feel sad, sad about that person yeah. dying. Okay. And it's like it's not good or bad. That just is. It just is. Yeah. I started reading about Buddhism more when when I started like talking to people and they'd be like, That's a Buddhism thing. So now I'm like, yeah. Oh, I get, I get it. I'm angry. This person makes me angry. Why am I angry? Well, could be because of this. Could be because of like my own insecurities. Yeah. But I'm angry about this. Okay. Yeah. And sometimes it know. is like emotions you feel towards people. You go like, oh, it has nothing to do with them. Or it's like yeah. such a silly. Sometimes when I evaluate the way I feel towards people, I'm like, oh, this is like, has. I'm angry at someone who this reminds me of that I haven't talked to in years or something, yeah. you know? So yeah. it's. Somebody grosses you out, but then you're like, oh, does that make me think that I'm that gross person now? Yeah. Hmm. So, I don't know. I think that's been super helpful is being able to recognize and then getting to a place where, and it ebbs and flows. I'm not absent of judgment on myself, but I'm definitely, there's more periods where I'm able to not judge myself versus like constantly beating the shit out of myself. Like, you're not good enough. You're not perfect. I just go like, oh, just, no, I don't have to be perfect. Like, I don't, I'm sad and that's not, like, I am feeling sad. I am not, sad isn't like my existence like i am not sad i just feel sad right now it is yeah it's like it's a feeling i'm having it's not who i am i drove over here but i'm not a driver yeah you know that's not all of me not anymore you guys remember the last episode okay oh yeah are you still (laughs) doing that lift no i'm uh 100 percent self-sufficient off of stand-up comedy wow great job yeah it's been like a year and a half wow yeah it's been good and you don't even do it for extra cash no, Microsine, I could. Microsine is moving for just for extra cash because I like to buy clothes. Microsine? Yeah, so he's like, yeah, I do moving. I do moving shit once in a while. I feel like he just likes to feel like a man. Yeah, maybe He's like, I fucking got pasta in my it. trunk. Yeah, maybe that's And it. I fucking move shit. Yeah. So self-sufficient, okay, that's great. Yeah. That's I got great. a new car, so I'm not even like registered with it anymore. I was like, I should sign up just to have it as a backdrop. But I was like, you know. Why even have? Why no, have because it? then it's like the time I spend doing that for extra cash, I could be writing, I could be trying to get booked. Force yourself like, oh shit, I can't pay rent. Instead of like, let me work lift. It's like, let me find a gig. It lights a uh, fire under my yeah. ass, which wow. has been really good that's great yeah i feel really great my my career is like at a point where First level of freedom yeah just making all your living off just which was stuff. like it's a weird place because like until now like that was my goal yeah <laughs> i was like i always was like if i could just be self-sufficient off comedy so cool. now i'm kind of like all right i guess i should raise the ceiling <laughs> yeah so or, I, I just that did it I'm well because sometimes I'm so satisfied and I'm at a place where like you can be satisfied for a little while yeah it's okay to be fine for a little while and then wa- let, we don't make, do let it let yourself want more enough yeah. yeah 
Well, it's like, yeah, that's also a hole that bleeds into like self-worth. Do I really not want anything or do I think that I can't have anymore? Maria Bamford used to do a bit about, about, uh, I saw her once. So amazing. Yeah. But she goes, uh, everyone's always asked me, she does that in that like straight, like agent woman voice. So Maria, what are you doing? You know, and then she talks like, like, "Ah, um, she goes, what's next for you? And then she's like, I, I did it all. There's no, I did it. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. But anyway, it's like, when they ask like, what's next? What do you want to do? It's like, I'm doing it. Yeah. Right now. They never ask LeBron James, like, what's next for you? It's like, what do you mean? Continue to try to win championships. Yeah. Basketball. And I don't know if, it's the same in New York, and it's I'm like big cities. What do you mean? I'm making a living. I'm doing it. I'm doing it. Well, so many people here, I think, are chasing, chasing fame, avoiding their fucking souls. This, yeah. This well, they think it's going to make them happy or like whatever, and it's like, I think it's weird to see someone who's content. Yeah. And then, but but because I kind of feed off of other people's energy, still like, I go like, I start judging myself about the fact that I'm like, I'm okay where I am, and I, and I know that this isn't as good as it's going to get. I'm at a place where I'm comfortable enough with how things are going that I, I know if I keep working hard and I and I keep writing, it's only going to get better. And this is this was what I wanted. So like everything else is like as long as I keep working, it's bonus, which is like also probably immensely helpful for my mental health. To what? That I've reached a point where I'm like, yeah. I I did the thing. I I also have like psychotic, like helpful. I have like a list of. Uh, accomplishments that it's next to my desk so that like if I ever get crazy I can look and be like I've done things and like it helps to remind yourself sometimes yeah I also have like my friends like stapled underneath them like here's people you can call (laughs) don't isolate yourself but it is like everything after self-sufficiency if you're a comic or any sort of creative anything over that is just uptown problems yeah you know where it's like I didn't get this sitcom it's like okay but I mean you don't have a job yeah you're you're just make a living telling dick jokes like yeah so yeah, that's it. Would be nice if you got it in the sitcom. It'd be yeah. nice if you would, your car hadn't broken down. But like, you're doing great. Yeah, it's like you're literally like I have to go stop and be like, you're living your dream. Oh, it's amazing. Like you are, it's you amazing. make people laugh for money, and you don't yeah. have to do anything else. And like, it helps that I've never been. I imagine it helps that I've never been like fame hungry. Yeah, because I think there's people like that, and it like nothing is enough. And I'm like, that seems that's crazy. So miserable, and it's weird seeing those people like chase it yeah and like start to spiral when they feel like they're not getting it and you're like this is hard to watch but then i go like am i not trying hard enough because they've they're worried about it it's interesting fame and fucking creative success yeah it doesn't mean you have to be famous you can just be a great comic and make a good living off that and be like oh this is awesome as opposed to being on some dumb sitcom where everybody knows you but yeah. like i want to kill myself no yeah it's I like have said it for this podcast but like i want to go on a murder rampage that's better no it's true i mean i would love the financial stability and the ability to pay off like student loans that would come with like a sitcom. Sure. sure. It'd be nice, but what's the cost? I had to yell about Bobby Lee about this. Yeah. Cause it's like, it would eat away at me to be like a, Oh, my big fat husband. Whoa. Yeah. Oh, like, okay. or whatever. Like if yeah. it wasn't great writing, I would every day I'd be like, I don't want to live I don't anymore. I do this. I don't want to yeah. do this. Yeah. Yeah. Well, that's great. Jessica, Michelle, Thanks. Yeah, no, that's really awesome. I'm really happy for you. That's a fucking oh, great place. Oh, thank you. Yeah, yeah. I'm trying. I'm just like remembering getting there. Remember like, back in the forties? It wasn't an idiot fuck face. Um, <laughs> how wait? How old were you? Do you remember? I mean, comedy old or old old? Like old old both. How many years deep? But I'll, like. Yeah, I mean, I started. I don't know when you started. I started at 25. Yeah, I was. Are you 23? 
23. So it's like, how many years of this was I going through before, you know, because you get, it's like, if you start at 35, you don't get frustrated a year in when you're not doing well. I mean, some people do because they're fucking psychopaths, yeah. but they don't make it. Right, but, <laughs> but if you start at, you know, at, at 21 and you get to 35 and you haven't done anything, like, oh, now it's a legit frustrating. Yeah. You know? so it's not really your age. It's like how long How long have you been doing that? Del Rey might get frustrated now that like. Really? I feel like he took off relatively yeah. quickly he, for. He did pretty I well, but I'm saying he might feel frustrated about certain things oh. that if he had started at 21 instead of fucking 70 or whenever he started, <laughs> you know, he's so old. He's so God. surprisingly old. But like that he would feel now. So my comedy age, when I got self-sufficient. Yeah, how many years in were you? I mean, I did commercials and stuff. Oh. I don't know if you count that as... Uh, I just got a commercial agent. I guess yeah. it counts. It's guess not... Guess it it's yeah, entertainment. Yeah, where it's like I don't have to have a day job anymore. Yeah, I would count it because it's like whatever. And then there was another step after I was like, I'm done with commercials. Hey, agent, I'm really sorry, but... Did you go through a dip? Mm-hmm. Where you were like, oh, the commercial money. Yeah, but It was better than I realized. went up and down. Yeah. It wasn't consistent. It wasn't like consistent work. Where one year I made 80 grand, the next year I made seven... You know, God. where it's like, ooh, this is, you know, it's it wasn't like consistent. And then yeah. back again, I booked six commercials and I wouldn't book one for 14 months. And huh. then whatever was running, it's like, I bet that shit has to keep running and paying me. I'm fucked. But I think when I got to like no day job, probably like, man, those commercials helped a lot. <laughs> Are those, you missing was, the commercials? It was, no, it was just sick money. Were you like, I made 40 grand off my first commercial over a two and a half year period. Did you go on like a crazy spending spree? No. Because I, I already talked to people who were like, oh, I was doing that for a while and now I'm back in a day job. So I'm like, I just saw money as time before I have to get another day job. Uh, so I'm like, smart. I need to make this last. Yeah. It's not about like buying them. And then fucking Barnhart would be like, oh, buy yourself a nice car. And I'm like, oh, this is why you're teaching a comedy class. Because <laughs> you God, fucking like, bought a, a nice car. nightmare. Yeah, but. Treat yourself. Yeah. That probably took. When did I make 10, 12, 14, six, six, seven years. Okay. And then off commercials, 10, okay. 10 or 11, where I didn't need that either, where the money I was making open for Rogan and occasional gigs of my own and, and La Jolla and like, yeah. you know, the store, 10 or 11. Okay. But that commercials really is like dog walking or substitute teaching. Yeah. It's just a scam job. It doesn't help your career it's at all. It's just a thing to help to yeah. get by. If you did a sitcom, it would help your career. If you did writing, it would help no your No one's career. like, you know them from the Dove commercial. Yeah. So it really was just like, it was entertainment, but it didn't lead to anything no. else. So it's I'd just... say probably 10 years then. Okay. That was a weird one because it really was half and half. Okay. So how long have you been doing it? So what you got? Um, a little over seven. Now seven? Yeah. So five and a half before you got like free of it? I guess so. That's crazy. Wait, is that right? No, I mean, I guess yeah. for, with commercials, then I'm, I'm about that, or just right around then. So I guess so. Yeah. That's well, great I also I'm have doing that. really, I've kept a really low overhead. Mm-hmm. I sublet my place out for a few of those months. Oh, well, that's good. So no oh, rent. Gone. Yeah. Because I was gone. So it's like, now I'm trying to judge from, I've been back in my place, because it was like on and off, but I sublet a lot. And so I've been back paying rent since August. So now I'm kind of going like, before I make any... Other financial choices. Not that I'm looking to do anything. I have yeah. a great car. I, I, sometimes I want like a dog, but I fight the urge. But yeah. I'm like, let me be also paying rent for a year since I was had that luxury of. And then just being like, I have a savings account now because it's like fucking. Because yeah. uh, it's so up and down. You go like, and, and like, 
is something going to come through? And like so far, everything has, but it's, I don't want to like. Yeah, what if a gig gets canceled and somebody screws you over and says, oh, we don't pay you? Like, what do you mean you don't pay me? I had that on the books and somebody will. So then it's like. It's happened. You need I more mean, than two weeks savings. Yeah. So I'm not comfortable enough to be like. Whew, the I'm, next step is six months of I can live on my life right now for six months. Like have that. If. if just save like if, if I shit. make a bad tweet about veterans and no one will hire me <laughs> you know some blogger what a life we me. live in yeah where it's like it's just one wrong move or or whatever or or the bookers I know at these clubs that book me they quit god that's scary so if you can go six months and it of almost like definitely won't take long of like cool through savings I can go down to zero in six yeah. months with just then that's another level of like okay I'm gonna make that actually my next goal yeah and then it just frees you up in your mind of like because you don't have that mental stress yeah do you still have like so that like commercial money i'm not gonna go out and buy a car do you still have that though like do you still have that like i don't know when this is gonna drop out a little bit but also like i just took most of my savings and went and and put it towards sex with asian hookers no no and put it no that cost me almost nothing (laughs) (laughs) not the asian hookers i mean that trip that four months was about eight thousand dollars i'm i want to talk to you about that someday but like what was I just going to say? No, I'm at the point. You're investing where, that into where I so I, I needed to save money in order to have money to to make my own special. So yeah. no one give me notes. Okay. So I can make my own special the way I wanted to. Okay. So that's like fair. I save it for a reason, oh. not just because like I'm going to be poor, but like oh, if I had spent a bunch of my money, then I would have I would have skimped on the special. I wouldn't have done things I would have liked because I'm like, look, I can spend fifty percent of my savings, but I can't spend eighty percent of it. That's crazy. Can you say how much it costs, or is that secret? One hundred eighty thousand dollars. Wow. Yeah. A lot of that was flying people to Austin. A lot of that was rebuilding the whole stage because the, the old stage at Cap City looks so bad. And I didn't want to have to be the place where it's like, well, maybe the old stage does look okay. It's like, no. Spend the money on this. Setting up a stage the day before so I had to have union guys in there two days instead of one because I wanted to work out with that lighting on Friday. Oh, fuck. Instead of having just fresh on Saturday. You're so good at attention to detail. Yeah. yeah. I think if I ever do a special, I'm going to need so much help because I have... I'm so willing to be like, no, it's fine. No big deal. Yeah, exactly. I, I <laughs> It'll just be me in the dark with like a microphone that's not on. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I learned that through like failure. And then like finally when it's my time, it's like, no, 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 I don't need you guys anymore. You don't know what you're doing. I've seen what you've done. It's not that good. God. You yeah. don't know about this part or that part. I've and seen then, some specials that you're like, <gasps> they're terrible. It's like, what do you do? Who told you that was okay? Like it's supposed to be, it's a, it's called a special. Yeah. It's supposed to be special. Let's get a jib in here. Why? What does that do? Pros and cons of it. Distract <laughs> the audience for a interesting shot yeah um anyway <laughs> so i saved money for that so now i i think that in terms of like not having money when i came back from traveling and yeah. i was on like the people i met's sort of financial level yeah where it's like well, i'm not spending that much money for this and it's like all right, all right you're not you're not in fucking cambodia now like yeah <laughs> you can spend more than 30 cents on a meal oh yeah you know what i mean so like get that out of your head like oh yeah yeah i have some cash you're like oh it's fucking a but cash. yeah I, I also my tastes have gone away for expensive things. I've never had, ex- like, I've never been a thing person. My friends. Traveling, for yeah. sure. Travel's Experiences. Great. Yeah. And so they say, oh, did you stay at hostels to save money? It's like, no, that was just a nice side effect. But, like, hotel experience is not as fun an experience as hostel experience. No, you like, get, like, I like. You meet people that way. You don't meet people in hotels. I immerse myself as much as I can. So, like, I don't want nice cars. And it's not like. I wish I had a nice car, but I shouldn't buy it. It's just like, that's not interesting to me the way you a chandelier live in New York. anyone else. Exactly. I don't want you're a car. You're fine. I have a... But I have a nicer apartment than I have to have. Yeah. Because I, like like, I like having a little backyard and grilling. It's like a sanctuary. You have a backyard? Yeah, it's great. In New York? Mm-hmm. 
Yeah, I want to come over. Can sure. we grill? Yeah. Will you adopt me? My dad abandoned me. Please. <laughs> yeah. All right. What if I did adopt you? That'd be great. We should adopt you. Wait, please. Can we do something? Is that? Are you able to adopt someone after eighteen? Let's find out. We'll find I'll out. I'll adopt name. you. You can be my daughter. <laughs> That'd like, be great. She just got into show business because she's Ari Shafir's yeah. daughter. Just <laughs> Michelle Singleton Shafir. Yeah, I even ate it. Yeah, let's see. If I can adopt you, I'll do it. Oh, my God. Yeah, if it won't cost me an exorbitant amount of money. Because I don't have to go through adoption. I've heard adoption costs a lot of money. Does it? But you're I not in an orphanage right now. No, you're yeah, it's not home. like... Yeah. I don't have to pay off a fucking orphanage or some fucking, you no, know... No, I'm Chinese. Googling this when we... Yeah, Google it. Figure it out. If I can adopt you, yeah, absolutely. I'll be your dad. That's amazing. Yeah. I'm going to use that in Can't. meetings. My father, Ari Shafir, and yeah. then I get out. <laughs> Little known fact, Jessica <laughs> Michelle Singleton is Ari Shafir's daughter. Trivia on my IMDb profile. Yeah. Though he is barely old enough to be <laughs> her father, he is actually her father. He's lying. I'm very young. Um, yeah, I'm old. <laughs> it's like, <laughs> how old are you? How old am I? Yeah. I'm 27. 27. Yeah, I could have had you at 16. You're not that young. What? What? I am too. 27, 37. Yeah, I'm 43. Are you sure? Yes, I'm fucking sure. I feel like you've been 43 for like five years. No, no, no. That's okay, because I'm actually 30. <laughs> okay. Well, then I couldn't be a father. <laughs> you guys bleep that out. Uh, you guys, as, as if you, there's anyone here but you. In terms of like, it's hard to be a man or a woman, women have feel more, it's, it's like, it's more layered than just like, it's easier, it's harder. It's like women have to feel more pressure to lie. There's more pressure. Well, it's... I started as like a joke and now sometimes I'm like, should I be not just saying anything? You should just say. But like, I don't know. There is a thing in Hollywood where it's such a garbage town that you do feel like, can I not say how old I am? Yeah, other people I mean, don't say it. So you're like, looks like. Yeah, I feel so like I don't why? look old. No, you look young. And I'm hot. I'm the mayor of Tucson. You looked like, you reminded us of little Esther when you came because you were like, looked way younger than you were. Yeah. You know? And, um, Somebody ripped my hoodie off once in the hallway because they, they thought I was Esther. Yeah. I turned around and it's probably someone I know now, but I was so new and I don't really remember yeah. that I was like, <gasps> and they're like, oh my God, I'm so sorry. <laughs> yeah. But so our nickname for you, because you were doing that thing, not on purpose, but like the, the looking way younger. Yeah. You did it not as much as little Esther did, but she looked 12 or 13. Yeah. I don't know if you remember when she came. No, she, yeah. I mean, she was there before I got there, but yeah, like but she, she looked like, and she used to she play this game with so Dom. It's like, oh, you look like a little girl. So it's a fun game when you play, like, I'm lost. And you're like, wow, you can <laughs> totally believe it. You can throw yourself in and believe it. So you had that, but not quite as much as her. So we called you instead of S, little S, oh, we, called no. you, we called you Lester. Thank you. you're doing little Esther less. <laughs> oh, I'm so flattered. Uh, it's not a flattering or an insult. Lester. <laughs> yeah. You fuck bags. Um, yeah. Well, I look like a 12-year-old that's been through a rough time. <laughs> An Anchorage 12. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Did you ever go back? Uh, I was just there like two weeks ago. Do you know that hot dog stand in the center? <gasps> oh my God, I didn't go to MA's. MA's, not Stop. Even. I'm so sad. I, I always try to hit like my places. Fuck, that reindeer sausage. Come on my face. It's so good. It's so good. I'm about to give you some terrible news. Oh no. He killed himself. And I killed himself. Why do you know that? And I don't I've know that. I've talked about how great that hot dogs, that reindeer dog stand is. No, you're lying. I'm not. I'll look it up right now. Yeah. I'm there really goes my cycle of happiness. Yeah. Can we go buy hot dogs right now after this? Uh, let Dad? me see if this girl <laughs> wants to. What the fuck is wrong with me so much? You guys, Emmys is a staple. 
You've probably talked about it. Have you ever talked about going to Alaska on this podcast? You I must have, have mentioned MA. It's been a while, but like the crazy thing is, um, the guy down the street was like, "Oh, that's another reindeer sausage. I'll get that." And you eat that. And you're like, "This is fucking swill." Well, of course, there's no line in here. This is garbage. I see it now. Go back to MA's. That's so sad. MA's gourmet dogs closed. Because he killed himself or he just finally decided to like go on vacation? I think he killed himself. The tyranny of the... O'Malley, the tyranny of the reindeer dog. No, no. I think he finally like turned in... suicide in here too. Death. Man, it's, it's, it makes it so... Reindeer dogs from Alaska, cranky hot dog vendor. Emma's... No, it's 2014. Okay, here we go. United Airlines. Blame Nope, dog's death. Come on, dog's death. Suicide. Gripping podcast. <laughs> um, yeah, I was really sad about well-known... Okay, here we go. And it's already pink, so that means I've already clicked on it. Did you find it? No, I'm Googling, can you adopt people over 18? Okay. <laughs> A longtime Anchorage downtown sidewalk hot dog vendor killed himself in his home on Sunday, police said, just before he was to be tried on charges that he sexually assaulted a female employee. Oh, you know what? He did have a bit of an aggressive, creepy vibe. He was aggressive. He was like, yeah, he kicked people out of line. He was kind of like soup nuts. It was really funny. Remember that guy? Oh, my God. With his toque. The death of Michael Roy Anderson, 55, is confirmed Monday by police. You guys, I don't want to okay the actions of bad people, but like his hot dogs were so good that he sort of like could have gotten away with it. He's like the Woody Allen of Anchorage, you know? Yeah. Oh, he's great. He's like, get out of my line. People, the lines would be so long. I'd be so afraid. Like you go up and you know your order and you're like, I would panic. The amount of times I didn't get grilled onions just because I panicked. I was like, I'll just take some chips. (laughs) Yeah. People would say, oh, you've got an easy job. This in terms of like people saying that your life is different than it is. People say, this is him talking about in 2014. Oh, you've got an easy job. You're making money. You're talking to women. The sun is shining. And I vented my frustration to my mother. I said, Mom, these people have no idea how much work I do. She said, Michael, you make it look easy. He donated a a fucking full day of profits to search for some fucking teacher that was lost there. Wow. I wonder if... He probably had done it, though, right? A full day of profits. A teacher got lost? Some teacher from... Got lost in Anchorage. He goes, I'll oh, just donate money. She's to probably dead. Oh, he probably did it. No, he didn't do it. He donated money to try to find her. Oh, people go missing all the time. I have so many dead friends. Sexually assaulted a female employee, and he's like, fuck. Uh, it's probably, it's not over that. Did like, he really about. assault her, or did he like Char- put a hot dog in his pants and pretend it was his dick? And he's like, this is funny. And she got upset. Dude, I did. I don't want it to be dismissive. I just don't know what happened. That's so. Yeah. Yeah, I don't want. To, I don't know either. I, don't I know. know I know. So like, like, I aspire to be a, a good, kind, loving person, and I'm mostly upset about the loss of the hot dogs. So I don't oh, know what that God, says about good. me. I hope he left it to someone, and the rest of the grilled onions on them were so good. And then it was like an exotic food. It was reindeer. <laughs> dog, someone was assaulted, and dogs. another person committed suicide. And we're like, the grilled onions. Oh, so good. His legacy. I don't give a shit about him. He was mean. He was cranky and mean. It was funny uh, when he was gearing towards other people, but it was like the Holocaust a little bit. We we're like, oh, it's just gypsies. I don't want, I don't want just some gays. I don't want just some Jews. I don't want it. It's not me. It's not me. I'm a, I'm a, what, what are you? Yeah. I'm, a, I'm a that. Yeah, I'm a whatever. I'm one of the good ones. fine. <laughs> Ari, you can't have Ari Arian without Ari. <laughs> oh, Yeah, true. he's gone. Can you adopt people? Yes. Over 20, over 18? Yeah. It's apparently the same paperwork. I just have to get a new, I'd get a new birth certificate. You have to get one. Adoption is the same legal process whether the individual is a child or adult. The court issues a new birth certificate for the adopted individual and any existing legal relationships with biological 
or custodial parents are severed. So you have to sever your ties with your mom. That's fine. I'll still put her in a nursing home. Well, she's going to leave me her debt. Wait, can I adopt you? Can't there be two parents? Yeah, I Sometimes think so. when you have a stepfather, when he gets you at like one or something, so <gasps> someone doesn't be like, let me adopt him so that we're both yeah. the, the real parent. Um, the adopt. Da, 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 da. Adopted adult can change his or her last name. Also called his or her name change. Oh, you, you should. Hmm. I wouldn't do that. You wouldn't should change I? my name. <laughs> then people would be like, did they get married? No, he's my dad. He's my dad. Man, I'm, it would be so funny, Jessica Michelle. I know. I mean, it depends how much of a name you've built up already. What, what if I didn't change it and then it was just like, I mean, in parentheses, shift here. Or you could legally change it and then just go around saying Jessica Michelle sing. And then time. people will see the trivia and it's like, well, I wanted to make it on my own. Yeah, we just had a fun thing where we, fu- yeah, exactly. We, make it on my own. we had a podcast once and we thought it'd be funny Absolutely. for people to adopt me. You use whatever name you want to use for showbiz. Yeah, it's showbiz. Jessica Michelle Singleton. I didn't want people to treat me better because I was Jewish. I'll go in interviews like, why does she have your last name? It's like, yeah, it hurt. It hurt when my daughter decided to go with Singleton as a name instead of Shafir. I want the legacy to go on. But, you know, that's her right as an adult to, to, to choose. And people will just be like, I don't understand. Is this real? <laughs> Man. All right. Let's do it. I'm down. Okay. Okay. Well, thank you. You can find you online at... Uh, at JMS Comedy. At JMS Comedy. You have a website? JessicaMichelleSingleton.com. Should I change it to JessicaMichelleTheGreat.com? No, we're, we're going to have to... <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we're gonna have to have a mirror site to like get another website and then have a mirror back to there, like Jessica Michelle Shafir. That'd be funny. Yeah, if you uh, click that in, it'll take you to Jessica Michelle. This Shafir. is hilarious to me. Um, oh yeah, uh, this is gonna be great. This is gonna be great. <laughs> me and David Taylor, I wanted to get married when there was a six month window of gay of marriage. When, yeah, before they said no, you can't do it, and then there's a five year legal battle. But six months where some judge was like, yeah, you can, and everyone's like, fucking get in there, get in there. Yeah, like, like David, let's go to get San the Francisco. tax break. He was just in San Francisco. I'm like, let's go right now. Let's do it. I'll, you can get my insurance. He goes, my mom's gonna find out. I was like, tell it's a joke. Let's do it. Wait, what kind of insurance do, do you have? I have now I'm like, insurance. wait, this is funny. Can I have your insurance? <laughs> You're over 25. You can't get on my ear. No, I'm not. Oh, yeah, I am. <laughs> they have to prove that. Um, <sighs> All right. I have insurance yeah. anyway. Blue Shield, you guys. Are you going to be anywhere in, uh, what are we in now, September? When are you, are you releasing this? Um, I'm, I'm going to it for a week or two or three. I don't know. October, I'm headlining Seattle Comedy Underground. Oh. Um, yeah. October 18th. 19th October 19th through the 22nd wow that's so, a great one yeah come see me Seattle that's a great one yeah it's my first time there but I've had a lot of people from Seattle I tweeting and like twice. come yeah it's a good club oh, I heard it's great, it's great. I've it's hear, great. I hear it's amazing so it's great they finally Seattle Underground congratulations yeah. that's cool thanks I'm super excited yeah I did a MySpace secret show there with Rogan MySpace yeah and then I did another when you I are my it. dad <laughs> I saw my no I don't I probably um, do there's probably just an empty page you know what I want to do in terms of getting like fucking Facebook the, 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 the hatefulness out of your life yeah delete your Facebook I got down to only people I have I want to do that but then I want to like stay in touch with people I meet traveling and Facebook's the only way to do that yeah so that's more of a negative than I'm willing to put up with so to I'm going to change it. my regular Facebook name to Jessica Shafir because then people won't find me sure there's that <laughs> but um, like people have fake accounts teachers do that where they don't want their kids to find them so yeah. they have a fake name yeah because uh, they're like, I want to be myself. But I've narrowed it down to only people that I would text or call when I'm in their neighborhood and hungry. Yeah. It's like, hey, I'm, I'm right by your house. You Am I deleted eat? from your friends? I don't know. I, I, you might have made that cut. My own father. If I had to think about it now, if we were already, I, you would have made that cut. Okay. But um, but then sometimes people that are that, they're like Sam Tripoli for, set, for instance. It's too much. He's too much with the fucking political shit. You're and my I'm entire like, news feed. Yeah. <gasps> you know that there's a, you use your laptop, right? Lose my laptop. Chrome has a... What the fuck is you it can called? Block a filter? Messages, me- mention the news feed. Trump. 
No. The whole news, you can empty your whole news feed so it's just an inspirational quote. Oh, really? I have that. It's a filter, which it, there's probably cons to it, but. Yeah. So I used to hate when people posted pictures of her. First their dog, then now their children, but this, the political stuff is too much. No. So I, I want to be like, Sam, I want to go to Facebook. I'm having a, 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 a mock conversation with Sam. Yes. I want to go to Facebook to feel happiness. Yeah, bro. To know that you got a new house or like, look at this fucking place I saw. Look at this bridge. Isn't it awesome? Like, oh, that's so cool. You got to Iceland. Yeah, that's the government's watching us. Yeah, the government's watching us. At some <laughs> point, it's like, I don't want to see this. So you are my friend, but I think I had to email them specifically. Like, hey, I'm going to delete you. I'm just letting you know why. I get that you're passionate about this stuff, but I kind of want to escape from all this. That's what I like. I want social media to be an escape. Just have a fun time. I just want to go like, Here's my new dog. Here's Aww, a funny picture of a piglet. And yeah, like, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Look at this meme. That's a good one. I don't want to know your opinions. Oh, angry cat. Aw. Yeah, the cat does look angry. <laughs> that one looks like Hitler. Yeah. <laughs> and then like, hey, a little too much with the angry cats. It's all the time. Yeah. <laughs> too much grumpy cat. Yeah. Some new gonna, cats in there. <laughs> I realized this this morning. I'm going to have to like write individual messages to these people though, because you are my friend. So it's like, hey, I got to delete you, but I'm just letting you know why. Don't delete me. I won't delete you. Priority did. I might. But not if I'm, your, I'm related to you. All right. <laughs> Thank you, Jessica, Michelle. Thank you, Ari. Fear. Thanks, Dad. N- nay, Singleton. <laughs> um, yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, all right, cool. Yeah, go see you in, in Seattle. That'll be rad. Come see me. Yeah. All Take right. me on the road with you. It's coming out before. That is the episode. Okay, it's over. Let me give you the epilogue, and then we can all go home. First of all, thank you one more time for PlayDraft.com. Don't forget to use the promo code Ari for a free play. It's fun. It's legitimately fun to play fantasy football for one week. Not all the time, but for one week, it's great. It really is. You just follow up players. You don't care if a fuck who wins or who loses. It's early in the season, so you're like, I don't, I don't know who I'm supposed to be rooting against yet who's going to affect my team's players' chances of the playoffs. So just play a game. It's fun. Playdraft.com slash art. Or there's an app, which is called Draft. Um, also, I forgot to announce in the... But let me give you the epilogue. Well, first let me tell you that. Uh, in Phoenix, October 26th, I'm doing a live Skeptic Tank at Stand Up Live. So uh, tickets are actually not on my website. But they're Stand Up Live. i got to put them on my website. I'll do all my website on Wednesday. Um, yeah, live podcast episode. I'm open to suggestions if you have any. I'm open to suggestions. Is there someone in Phoenix that I should interview? That I have on? Who's in Phoenix? Steve Nash? <laughs> Jenna Jameson? Ugh. Um, uh, okay, anyway, that's the episode. So here's the epilogue. Jessica Michelle looked into it, um, and I can adopt her, <laughs> and the laws seem to be easier in New York, and um, we're going to do it. 
we're gonna do it <laughs> i think it'd be funny as fuck and um yeah i'm gonna adopt her so that's why this episode is called my daughter sucks a suicide <laughs> how ridiculous would it be if i had a daughter I was 26 <laughs> I mean come on um, so anyway we're gonna do it I think next time she's in New York we gotta, we gotta go down to the courthouse apparently convince them of why that's what she said it was either I need someone to take care of me she goes you're old you can convince them of that I need someone to take care of me or I need an heir or I want my name to live on or, or, or no, or she needs guidance of a, of a, some <laughs> father figure in her life. She never had a father. It would work. It would work. I don't know if it really worked, but it would work. <sighs> so anyway, that's the episode. Thank you guys very much for tuning in. I appreciate it. Um, my tour shirts, by the way, from last year, I don't have any this year because I didn't go touring, but from last year, they're still available at arethegreat.com if you go to merch, as are all my tickets, Denver, Boston, Boston, Providence coming soon. Oh, I've got a whole bunch of dates coming. Salt Lake City, Philadelphia, Sacramento, at a casino. I don't know what else. Other stuff. Um, all right, ladies and gentlemen. Jessica Michelle oh. This has been Okay, ladies and gentlemen This has been Ari Shafir's Skeptic Tank Episode 304 My Daughter Sucks at Suicide For Jessica Michelle Singleton I'm Ari Shafir saying So long Y'all Y'all Nailed it <laughs> Y'all I'm gonna watch you shine Gonna watch you grow Gonna paint a sign So you'll always know So long as we Could never be a father who loves his daughter more than I love you. Never